0: Best Picture Cast. I'm your host, Kieran B. I recently completed my goal of watching every Oscar Best Picture winner ever and decided to start a podcast to review each one. Each episode, myself and revolving co hosts will discuss, assess, and evaluate a different Best Picture winner with the goal to establish a ranking for the entire list. This is not a Who Should Have Won podcast. We are here to discuss the inner circle of movies who took home the crown in their respective years. As a disclaimer, this is an opinion based podcast and a subjective discussion by movie enthusiasts who don't claim to be trained experts. If we destroy your favorite movie or praise a movie you think is trash, we encourage you to write us in at our email, which, of course, is bestpicturepodcast at yahoo.com. It's bestpicturepodcast at yahoo.com. You can get us on our socials at bestpicturecast. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook at Best Picture Cast, and we're back yet again, and it is our final episode of 2020.
1: Ooh, ooh.
0: Yes, what in a year, year where, it's been. yeah, a year where we started things up around here, so we're getting close to our one-year anniversary in February. Wow! And I have with me uh, two hosts who were on the first two episodes, which debuted on the same day. Why don't you introduce yourselves? Hey guys, it's Joey R. Back again. Very
2: excited to be talking about this movie. Hey guys, RDB here. Um,
0: I watched this movie as well. This is a thing you saw. Yes, and those that uh, two episodes I was referring to that they were on: episode one and episode two, "The Departed" and "One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest," respectively. And those were episodes of movies you guys felt very passionately about. This is mm-hmm. first-time watches for both on this one. Is that right? Yes, yep. absolutely. Oh, so we'll get in a, a little bit into that. A little different than Cuckoo's Nest, where a, I had years of. Yes. Backed up knowledge. And the same with you with Departed, Artie. Yeah. Would like before we get started here, and I think this is going to be an interesting episode, I think we're, this is going to be one of the more divisive episodes, or I think all three of us are kind of standing on different planes with this movie, but I want to remind everyone if this is a podcast you've listened to before and that you appreciate to rate and to review on Apple, that gives us a big boost. It helps us out a lot. Again, we said in the intro, if you follow us on our socials and interact with us there, we're always ready to do that and excited to do that. But those rate and reviews and subscribes really help us and help our visibility. So please, if you uh, feel so inclined, we would appreciate that. But today we are talking about an American in Paris. We have our music team back here this was the sound of music team three of us did the first time we got together yeah i don't know how i got dragged into this <laughs> i think the worst part was you didn't know it was a musical
2: and i ruined it i wish i didn't spoil it yeah i had no idea yeah so you, it's, it's better you said it in advance though than i turned it on and went wait a minute what's That's, going on but That's you
0: for, didn't know this was a musical leading into it only uh, when joey said it a day or two before wow. i actually watched it i went "Oh
2: wait i'm so pissed musical. at myself for, for
3: ruining that
0: for him <laughs> Yeah, that we would have needed, like, a GoPro to get a reaction or something. <laughs> <laughs> that
3: would have, we stuff. would have had to text your wife to videotape it.
0: Yeah, and, Joe, this is a movie where, when we started this podcast back in, where we launched it in February, but, you know, I think we recorded the Cuckoo's Nest last December. December. Yeah, so leading into January, we were talking about the next one we were going to do together. And an American in Paris was playing in a movie theater by us. I guess they did a little twenty twenty relaunch.
3: Yeah, they were doing like I think they were doing for like six
0: weeks. They were doing each week a new movie, like an old movie got released. So we yeah. were,
3: it fell into this. We we're like, oh, this is perfect.
0: Yeah, we were gonna go and then do the podcast right after. That so it would would kind of be a uh, an interesting different take on it. However, that your son yeah, my was born. son
3: decided he needed to come six weeks early. He's a patient little guy he is. So Yeah, so <laughs> that
0: that squashed that <laughs> plan. But. Here we are at the end of the year, getting it done anyway. It all comes so. full circle.
3: And now we have Artie here for it, too. She's really upset. Artie yeah. got, got Lucky pulled in. Lucky <laughs>
0: me. <laughs> Joey, I'm going to go to you first before we get Artie's first take on this one. This was your first viewing, though. You had for, seen never
3: seen before. it before, yeah. Gene I, Kelly fan, though. Big Gene Kelly fan. I love singing in the rain. I love musicals. This was like a 40 minute movie with some songs. Okay. I think there's a lot of good to talk about, but, uh, you know, I think it definitely has some. Things to go against it, yeah, some points against it for sure. But Gene Kelly, I think, is unbelievable.
0: Yeah, Artie, this was your first watch too, first and only, and you made it to the end of that watch.
3: Yeah, I made it to the end. I mean, see, I've already watched it twice this week. And
0: you know, this might be a little embarrassing um,
2: admission for someone who's a um, movie expert, but I had never seen Gene Kelly's face until I started this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea what he looked like. I literally thought he was Dick Van Dyke for half the movie. So you've never um, seen
3: Singing in the Rain either?
2: No, of course not. No. <laughs> Jesus.
3: So Singing in the Rain's the, fantastic. Yeah. So,
2: you know,
0: it was an experience. It's not my cup of tea, but I'm, you know, I'm an analyst and, and ready I'm going to analyze. talk about it. That's right. Now, we are going of at the end of this discussion, talk of a little bit a little bit about Singing in the Rain. Uh, Joey, I know it's one of your favorites. Yeah. And there's certainly a lot to talk about in comparison to this movie. It came out the following year, so that, that alone leads, leads a little discussion about it. So we'll get to that at the end. As far as viewings for me, this was viewing number three for me. I had originally seen this probably about seven years ago or so. Again, strictly because I'm going through the list. I think okay. I bought like so you a, saw it's
3: pretty early then in your yeah, list watching. Yeah, I yeah,
0: had that time. I was doing it like streaming. There wasn't like a million streaming apps right. so we could easily get stuff. So by box sets, I would either I would DVR stuff on TCM or I would go online and try to buy those four pack of movies. You know, like a, a classic. Right. Best Picture winners, and then you cut four at a time. And this was in one of them. So uh, I watched it then. I remember liking it. And then I saw it on the on a plane oh. like a year and a half ago or so. I think I was flying out west. and I would imagine hell is something like that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I Actually, think this is probably a pretty good plane watch. You can go in and out of it. There's not much... Like to
0: it if you miss a piece, who cares? Yeah, I mean it. It was. I think it was it was going out west, so it was probably like a four or five hour plane ride. And this was, you know, right. a in the good middle of hour like hour and forty minutes of it. So right. you know, I already had uh, a few beverages or so, and was ready to just kind of have an easy watch. Nice. So. And it's always so, fun watching Gene Kelly hop around. Yeah, and then I, you it? know,
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> a year later, here I am doing this here. So it was interesting this time around too. And I think that you know we'll get into it as we go, but. I think this is kind of a movie that I may like less and less the more I see it, but we'll, uh...
3: I watched it twice. And... I always watch every movie do we do twice for this, and the second watched didn't, like, up it for me. It stayed mm. on a pretty even...
0: It was interesting to, re- to remember or not remember a good portion of the movie each time I saw it, too. Like, not a lot of it stayed with me outside of that, the closing number. So before we fully deep dive into this, I want to get to what we're drinking here today. And right. Joey, why don't you uh, tell us first here? Well, you know, we're nice and cozy
3: on this day. So, what I'm drinking is the Montauk Cold Day IPA, which
0: is uh, pretty new for them. I'm going with that guy, keeping Montauk in our forefront. Yeah, and Cold Day certainly fitting because we're you know, the little cozy reference that Joey sings. This is by far the coldest episode of BPC we've ever had. We're on the same uh, porch area that we. Recorded The Sound of Music on 4th of July, where there were fireworks and <laughs> joyousness running around the neighborhood. Here we are. We're bundled up. We got our ski jackets on, gloves, space heater. We're uh, here for the pod. Yeah, Grizzly, Grizzly Bear,
2: bear just walked by.
0: Right back there. <laughs> we yeah. talked about scrapping it and just doing the Revenant anyway. And- we, are, we are dedicated to... The pod, yeah. to the yeah, listeners notice. of said pod. So, Artie, what are you drinking here today? Well, I ironically have a
2: Florida brewery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Where we should be right now. Cigar City, a Guayabara Citra Pale Ale is what I'm drinking right now, but I have their variety pack. They have the High li which is a classic right. go-to of mine. It's a really good brewery. I think that's what I had with the Departed episode, wasn't it? Highlight. You had the
0: High yes. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, coming
2: around full circle with the one-year anniversary, yeah, maybe we'll, up. you know, won't have eight of them this time, but... <laughs>
0: Highline is a great beer,
2: but it's it's a moderation beer. Oh, it's like vodka. You have two of them and you think nothing happened, right. and you have the third one and you're
0: spinning. <laughs> so I have, uh, I brought a, a French-titled beer here for the occasion. Uh, it's French-Canadian, of course, it's not from France, but uh, it's a Quebec brewery called Unibro. And I have the La Fin du Monde. La Fin du Monde, which of course in English is the end of the world. So oh. we are at the end of the year here. We might be at the end of the world, we don't know yet, we'll see. But uh, I do have uh, the La Fine Demon, and it is a, it's a great beer, if you've had, had it before. It's usually, sometimes they serve it in the, in the larger bottles with the cork. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that's okay. kind of normally how it's. This, uh, oh, that's never... where I've seen it. Okay. It's a delicious yeah. beer. Yeah, what, a, what a brewery
2: name, too. Unibrow Brewery. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so Artie, you referenced that we have our one-year anniversary coming up, and that will be February 1st, wow. which we, we will be marking one year of BPC bi-weekly episodes. Crazy, it took five months to edit that Departed episode. (laughs) 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 Yes, that was uh, conceived in August of 2019, and believe it or not, it wasn't all editing. It was a lot of figuring out how to to get this thing off the ground, but we did, and we got it off the ground in February, and episode one and episode two, which you guys were both on, came out on the same day, and then every two weeks, we've released a new one since then. We haven't missed missed one. We've added. We've done the... Thanksgiving
3: episode, mm-hmm. we've done different bonus episodes here and there, and, you know, we, the consistency
0: is fantastic. A couple tournaments, we had the yeah. Sub 50 tournament, Artie's brainchild, and the Horror Fest yeah. tournament too in October, and I think we're going to try next year to do the same thing, it's it's awesome. just have a, a, a year two. Those are a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah they're fun. Fine. it was great seeing the interactivity throughout the... Uh, Throughout the summer for the, the sub fifty one and then throughout the month we crammed everything into the month of October for the hardest. <laughs> Maybe ones. we start
3: that in September this year. <laughs> yeah, we, we
0: gotta we gotta space that one out a little bit. But those were those were a lot of fun. And the rankings episode was a lot of fun after rankings our fifteen we got everybody together and we're going to be getting everybody again when we get to thirty. We're gonna do our next rankings episode. I think that'll be sometime around May. Right. That's
3: and being able to put out a season by season ranking and a whole ranking from us is I think really
0: really fun a lot of fun and we are going to kind of have a little bit of a, a special event episode for our one year anniversary. It will be a best picture winner. We have not done a war movie yet out of all the episodes we've done and all and love and flowers around here. <laughs> <laughs> to really get it out with it's the all the Julie Andrews love for yeah <laughs> right so it will uh, you two guys are going to be joining and Chris G. <clears throat> Who you've heard before, and myself, and we're all going to get t- together and watch the movie together, which and is then, a really uh, exciting way to do this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it should be it should be interesting. And uh, I believe Artie, you and Chris have not seen Platoon. yet. I have not seen Platoon. Um,
2: obviously, it's a famous movie that everyone has recommended to me. This is one of those. Oh, you haven't seen Platoon? You
0: know, <laughs> yeah, one of those movies.
2: I think I've done that to you. Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen The Godfather, it.
3: and I do that to people. I know, That's right? And I we have are going to.
0: you. We are going to invite Grant Z and some of the others to the viewing, too. We we don't want to have seven people screaming over a microphone for the podcast, but we'll have them uh, there for the viewing. Then we'll send them off. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to get to the final episode of 2020 right now, though, and that is An American in Paris. Gentlemen, are we ready here? Are we ready to do the deep dive? I think we
3: are ready to go. I think Artie is ready to go inside. I've been ready for this my whole
0: life. (laughs) I cannot wait. I cannot wait. The year is 1951. The U.S. president is Harry S. Truman in his second term of office. Interesting fact about Harry Truman, he was one of the poorest presidents as far as net worth. His status as president actually resulted in the doubling of the presidential salary. Really? He didn't have much money coming into this. And, like, he was president and still poor, and they're like, uh, I guess maybe we'll, we'll give him a little bit of a raise. They upped it to 100000 and it stayed at $100,000. Harry S. just came in with uh, empty pockets. The World Series that year was a Subway Series. It was between the New York Yankees and the New York Giants. The Yankees defeated the Giants four games to two. To, oh. to win their third consecutive championship. Also an All-New York NLCS, the Giants defeated the Brooklyn Dodgers in the National League cha- Championship Series, with the infamous Bobby Thompson walk-off homer, which is known as the shot heard round the world. Do you guys have heard that one before. Yeah, know.
2: but weren't there only like four other baseball teams? that have ever, Like Baltimore, Boston, <laughs> and we're all in New York. Uh, Philadelphia, <laughs>
0: and then three in New York. Now this is the 50s, Regionalized. So we have yeah, we have expanded a bit by the 50s. The fact that there's an NLCS alone, it uh, used to just go straight to the World Series, But the uh, World Series MVP that year was the scooter Phil Rizzuto. It was the last World Series appearance for Joe DiMaggio... But also the first World Series appearance for Mickey Mantle and Willie Mays, so kind of a Damn, passing wow. of the torch there.
3: That's just big
2: names. They're pretty good.
3: Yep. They so Joe's are solid at what they do. Yep. Joe
0: DiMaggio's last, Mickey and Willie's first. Phil so Rizzuto. <laughs> Buzz. <laughs> <laughs> would you rather we have you spell Buzz? The Yankees and the Giants would face again in the World Series eleven years later. By that time, the Giants will have relocated. <laughs> To San Francisco. The Billboard number one song of the year was Too Young by Nat King Cole. Uh, I said, Nat
3: King Cole got in trouble uh, for some Too Young. Were they too young?
2: Yeah, oh, So, hey. you know, that ties in with this movie a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, well. I
0: guess that era was just creepy. Just <laughs> skeeving around. We'll wait till we get to Gigi by the same director a few years later. Anyway. An American in Paris is the Best Picture winner. It was directed by Vincente Minnelli, produced by Arthur Freed. was an MGM joint. Inspired by the 1928 orchestral composition An American in Paris by George Gershwin. The original screenplay was by the legendary playwright and lyricist Alan J. Lerner. Music was by Conrad Salinger, who was the music director, and that included pieces ...by the Gershwin brothers, George and Ira. Cinematography was a two-man team. Alfred Gilks and John Alton, they took home the co-winners of the cinematography that year. And uh, choreography was by Gene Kelly himself. Did it all. And uh, this movie, of course, is starring Gene Kelly, Leslie Caron, Oscar Levant, George Gutelli. Gutelli. It's we're going to deal with some French. Uh, shit yeah, there's just
2: there's no way around it
3: this and, time.
0: It's hard to do a French accent
2: without sounding condescending to the <laughs> French people. Even that, like you said that pretty well, right. but you're
0: like Gutelli. Like, uh, you sound like, like you're just uh, making fun of him. Yeah. Uh, well, I will be making fun of him in a little bit, so that's yes, okay. Well. Uh, Nina Foch in there as well was nominated for Just all time word. I love that word. Nominated for eight Oscars, it was the winner of six of those eight, including Best Picture, Best Original Screenplay, Alan J. Lerner, Best Cinematography, Color, Alfred Gilks and John Alton, Best Music Score for a Musical, Saul Chaplin, Best Art Direction, Best Costume Design, the ones it was nominated for that did not win, Best Director, Vincente Minelli, and Best Film Editing. It was very rare at this time for a Best Director and the Best Picture to not win. Right. These days it happens kind of. Happens well, I think a, lot, a big part of it was that Gene Kelly ended up directing most of it. He kind of stepped in for a lot of it, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, really, Gene Kelly wore a lot of hats here, whether it was acting, choreography, directing. He also did some casting, too. Right. He went out and, and, well, yeah, and found some of the people. Yeah, he was
2: hell bent on so, getting this movie, man. Yes, yes. Well, it's he his was, favorite
0: so. of all his musicals. He wanted, he knew Sorry. that. Decades later, Artie would be strapped down watching it, so
1: I guess on
2: it. he had that vision and couldn't break it. What's-his-name annoyed him a lot, too, when he became director, the Lisa. Lisa. The actress had like fatigue. And Cameron, only, she'd Cameron. only work every other day or something. And he's like, ah, that's not how we do yeah, things. Yeah, she couldn't
3: yet. work daily. <laughs> we yeah, a bunch of work. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, he famously, in Singing in the Rain, pretty much tortured Debbie Reynolds to work so much. Oh, really? Like, yeah. So, and like, he's, Singing he's, in the Rain, he
2: actually directed. fully directed he's, that. He's, yeah. he's, he's, we had a boss like that once who's like, if I if I could do it, you could do it. Like I'm yeah. going to be obnoxiously obsessed with this, and I expect you to be
0: the same boss you referenced in the Home Alone episode. Oh, going really? After Shoplifters, uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So this was the Best Picture winner. It was kind of a surprise Best Picture winner. If you if you watch them give out the award, the crowd's literally like, huh? I like watched they, the video, yeah, they, and like, I was. They have a gasp, and then they all erupt. It's, it's a weird. You feel that like space between the. Yeah, it was considered a, there were two other favorites. Yeah, it was considered a two horse race between a place in the sun and Streetcar Street Named Desire. Desire. So this was this one kind of swept in, and you know we'll talk about that a little at the end when we go through the other <laughs> this nominees.
2: One pirouetted in and
0: <laughs> tap danced his way to the podium <laughs> and leapt away with the trophy. First impressions with this movie, Joey. I will have you go first, so we can start on kind of a semi positive note here. What? what do you, <laughs> it's already sharpening us his knife over here what were kind of your expectations coming in and what were your first impressions
3: so i, I really love singing in the rain as uh, I've, I've said it here i've said it other places on the pod somewhere along the way as well
2: um yelling from the mountaintop yeah
3: like i am so i was kind of coming into this with all right it's gene kelly i have it's something i wanted to see we tried to see it in january then i purposely didn't watch it for this until we did it you know so i had pretty high expectations you know i definitely weren't not at the level of singing in the rain which we'll talk about there you know mm-hmm. i thought it was again i think when you take away the end ballet i think when you kind of take away for some of the songs this is essentially a 35 40 minute movie yeah which, the, the
0: runtime is, is 150
3: right die, but then I it's think, a right? then it's a 20 minute ballet scene right. then it's a seven minute when uh, when uh cook has his thing which i, I, I think i love that part where he's the whole orchestra yeah fantastic and then it's nine other songs at two to three minutes the first
2: 10 minutes is intro
3: yeah, I well, actually like the first 10 minutes. No, I, I'm not bashing yeah, it. I'm just saying, if you're, oh, like yeah, yeah. you're just getting rid of no, movie content. Right. No, 100%. A, you know, they're
2: describing so, a character and showing. Right. So you're essentially
3: thing. at like a 35, 40 minute movie. So you really, like, I would have really enjoyed this movie being an extra, like, 25 minutes wow. to make Beat things. it up a little bit. Yeah. I'm a big proponent in that things should be as long as they need. If a movie's hmm. four hours and that's how long it takes the story, I'm completely okay with that. If it's four hours and you could have told the story in two hours, then I'm going to be annoyed. I don't, don't like when movies are too short, because, and they, like, where, there was, a, about a year ago, a movie, do you guys remember, Brightburn came out? Yeah. Okay, I was super excited for Brightburn, because it's essentially, what if Superman was bad, right? Mm-hmm. And I got out the movie, and I was like, that was good, but it was, it was like an hour and 25 minutes. Wow, which is,
0: that's short for today's. Yeah.
3: if that movie was an extra 30, 35 minutes, it would have been a fantastic movie. Now it's a movie that's okay. If it's on, I will never seek it out again, though, because it was lacking. It needed more to get its point across. Whether they're too short or too long, it, it, if it's too long, you're going to get bored. If it's too short, you're just, you're rushing. You're missing yeah. something. Yeah,
0: I, I get what you're saying with that, and I don't disagree with that at all, particularly with this movie. But I also, that being said, I can appreciate, I really appreciate, actually, I should say, somebody can tell a story, a tight, well informed story in 90 minutes you know like to me like if i can if i can get in a movie and out 90 minutes and and have nothing left to be desired i think that's a that's a great job in telling a story. i agree with you if you could do it but if, yeah, it, right. if you
3: can't i don't want that 90 minutes just to stick to the 90 minutes yeah i would say two
0: hours is probably like what i expect out of a movie and uh, if it's, that's if it's longer than two it they're better there better, be a there better be a reason and if it's okay. shorter than you you know you're gonna have to make it work you gotta make it
3: tight right. because again if a movie's 90 minutes, and like you said, they're telling a tight story, I'm, I'm thrilled. It's, like,
2: it depends on the type of movie, too. Like, I don't want to watch a two-hour and 45-minute action movie, you know? Get it yeah. an hour like 45, horror mo- I'm right. good. Like, horror movies don't need to be three hours.
3: Yeah, yeah
0: right. Like, how much can I take? Right. Yeah, a like, horror movie should be 90 minutes. Yes. No like, problem. if
2: you're
3: going, you need to be doing, like, a very unique thing for a horror movie to be. And once you hit 91
0: minutes, you better be creating something yeah. new in the horror genre. Right, right. Yeah, you know, but I got to say, too, I'm not really looking to sit down and watch a three-hour musical, is the other side of it. And there we have one on this list in, and, in My Fair Lady, which is a movie you love. I like My Fair Lady. I watched some clips of it on YouTube today because they came up <laughs> when you? I was watching. I was watching some clips
3: here, and then My Fair Lady stuff came up, and I was like, hmm, you know what, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> but, as uh, long as
0: there's a purpose to the length, I'm good. I could say with this one, there, there could be a little more meat on the bone. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we... Talk about here with these themes and 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 the depth behind the themes. There's really not anything thematic about this, really no, at all. No, no. and no. I,
3: I usually come my my notes usually have lists of themes. Yeah, this is my this themes is... was blank. I ripped. It. I I just deleted it because I felt <laughs> that the blankness <laughs> of the page. It. <laughs> yeah, the
2: non-thematic movie. It was really. Yeah, a it was like mocking.
3: Plot. It was like mocking me. Like it's a very cut, like take away the music. This is a very rushed, cut and dry plot. And I I I think for that to work, the music. Better be super memorable.
0: Yeah, and Artie, I'm gonna talk about your first impressions, or have you talk about your first impressions next? But I just want to say, in my expectations coming into this, when I first saw it, I basically was at a point. When I decided I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch these movies. I really did not, or had not seen many movies before 1970. I was not, like, into old movies until recently, basically. So, the idea that there's, like, 60 movies before this time that I'd never seen, like, that's a little scary to me, and I'm expecting a lot of them to be pretty painful. And when you see the cover and the poster of An American in Paris, it's like, uh, this is gonna be one of those painful ones. And I kind of remembered appreciating how enjoyable it was to watch and how easy it was to get through, and it wasn't one where I was, like, it's, it's an really easy really banging my yeah. head against the wall. It was it was an easy watch? Yeah. And Gene but, Kelly's just so charming. Yeah. Already uh, going into this. <laughs> let's <could've> debate <laughs> me. <laughs> I mean,
2: easy watch is not something I would say. I, it was torture for me. Um, <laughs> I, uh, it's it's a well made movie that I just don't like. It has everything about musicals that makes me not like musicals. It's got a very thin story. They stop the movie to literally break into song and dance. As then they go back to the movie. The acting is very blah. Not a lot going on. Um, the cinematography is phenomenal. The director of photography did a great job. You see a little bit of Wes Anderson. There's a lot of symmetrical shots in the opening number. The opening number, this felt like Broadway Melody to me, where I was like, wow, the opening number is... Good. This is the opening sequence is... It's okay. This could be a well-made movie, and then it just kind of loses me. No, when, no, when it you starts off with sh- voiceover for three different right. people. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that is that. All right, so uh, voiceover, nonsensical music and singing and dancing, and then like children actors are my three <laughs> pet peeves. And in twenty-five minutes, it has all of these, and none of them go together well. The children, I don't even count them as actors. They're just people they brought off the streets it, to get bubblegum. Yeah, it's like, I don't even know if they were in, they know they were in a movie. Did you not like that narration, the way they to, to do the three stories?
3: The three, to introduce the three main men? Like, that didn't work for you? No, I don't like, I don't like that. Okay,
2: so at all. I, no, I don't okay. like that. I, I, my favorite part of the opening was him discussing Lisa because you're getting a visual and the voiceover that's what at the end. That was okay. And all those shots of
0: Lisa. That was awesome. Are awesome. Yes. And like the, that's when clever. they brought
3: together like a diamond at the end with the different yeah. colors. I super was, cool, yeah. super clever. I was
0: going to ask you, was that what you were referring to when Damn. you said that, yeah. That Very, that good. That Very is, good. That is a great, a great, great cinematography awesome. for that time. Just now, I do want to say. No, no, she's not that. She's. <laughs> yeah. I do want to say that I had texted Grant Z. Grant Z, if you've listened to this podcast before, he's on a, a number of episodes in our, our back catalog here. But I had texted him that I'm, you know, pretty sure Artie is not gonna like this one, and I texted him. And this I'm reading the text word for word here. The first 15 minutes are so anti-Artie <laughs> that he might just check out, but it does pick up from there, so we'll see. Uh, and then I go, and he goes, oh, like, like, what do you mean? I go. Well, it's exposition voiceover from three separate characters, followed by a nonsensical music number. He there goes, "Uh oh, there we have it." <laughs> and sure enough, Artie's watching it. And we normally we, we try to watch and not talk until the podcast, but I think you just <laughs>
2: and there's also a touch of the the baby farts McGeezack's accent. The guy who's like, eh, see, like there's only
0: Gene Kelly has a touch of that." I don't know
2: what it's referred to as. I just call it the baby farts McGeezack from South Park. But that's. Uh, that accent is another pet peeve of mine. It but his me... isn't bad. His is more it's of a not. Pittsburgh.
3: He... Act. He's like more. Mid- he grew up in Pittsburgh, so he I think he hides it's
2: just... it better. Unless it's really just natural for him to sound that way.
3: I just think that's his voice. I don't think wow. he like. I don't think that with him at all. Yeah. yeah. I just. I don't. I don't. I don't catch that with him because I think with other people, when you talk about like Jimmy Stewart, it's just so absurdly pronounced. And
2: the one line is killing me during the opening scene of when they're introducing Lisa, and he's like, "Well." If she's reading all day, doesn't that make her moody? And he's like,
0: not at all. And I'm like, wait, what about reading makes people moody? Sure enough, uh, as Artie's watching it and and starting it up, me and Joey get the text. Are they serious? This is reading (laughs) Artie now. Are they serious starting the movie with nonstop voiceover? (laughs) And then he goes on to say, the first singing scene, dot, 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 and does a disgusted Michael Scott office office meme of his face just...
2: Three grown men just feel the need to start, you know, hooah, doobie with each other, like chill. So, so I, that comes out of nowhere. The one thing I like
3: about that scene, though, is that like, pe- like people run over to like watch it. It's like a thing. It's not happening
2: independent of the world it's in. Now, okay, I get it, but it's also not something that would ever happen in the world we're in. Okay. All right, but <laughs> <laughs> and if I see three people singing outside a bar next to me, I'm not running over there and waiting for them to finish to clap for them.
1: You well, know? I think
3: the biggest part of it was, you know, Jerry and Henri don't even know each other Henry? until that point. Now they're best. Now they're singing together. Well, okay, so Henri, let's let's. Start well, that's with, confusing. Like... They didn't even know each other. No, that's where they met. Remember the whole thing with the fifteen dollars? When Jerry asked Cook for fifteen dollars, Cook didn't have it. Then Henri offered him fifty dollars. He's like, "Oh, I don't know you. I can't take it." So. Henri gives it to Cook to give to Jerry.
2: Man, that line of dialogue flew right over my head.
0: (laughs) So that first singing scene there, Henri here, who is the... the, He's like a famous... he's Right, he's a famous singer within the world here that we're living in. Cook has been his pianist. That's how they know each other. So I've said this in the past, and I'm going to go right back to this old well, because this is a major pet peeve of mine. Bad lip syncing. In movies, is just completely unacceptable to me. It takes me out of what's going on. It takes me out of the song. The song did a good enough job taking me out to begin with because it was it the, was a the terrible, songs in this movie are terrible. They're, this, they're terrible, and I think the worst song was the first one. At one hundred percent, and so the song is bad enough. Now I got to see this guy poorly lip syncing to it, and to me, like I get that maybe you can't have them singing on set, and that's not how you want to record it, especially maybe in a movie in this time. That's fine, but. Why isn't this a problem with Gene Kelly? When one specific guy, his lips are not moving properly with what he's saying and the emotion isn't working. You know, when I'm watching *The Star Is Born, it's people singing and performing songs.
3: And I, but I, and I think the, the Gene Kelly is just so much better at he's this better. than people. It's just, it really stands out when somebody's against him who's not. And I think that
0: guy really got lost I can pull. The- I can pull plenty of examples of very pedestrian musical actors and actresses who are not having trouble lip syncing. So, I mean, I think maybe this English isn't his first language type of thing maybe was an issue, but that kills me when I'm seeing a guy poorly lip-syncing. Because it just takes me out of, you know, you're trying to get me into the song to begin with when the song's not very good. So, I mean, we talked a little in, in the Going My Way, even yep. Bing Crosby, you know, he was clearly singing over a track of Silent Night. Yeah. And it's like, dude, like, you know, and that if was if really you're the singing big... with a group of people, yeah. you're trying to emote, you're trying to get them going. You're just singing along like a, a regular tra- mute track of a Christmas song. Right. That that takes me out of it a little bit. So I so that was my first big knock against Big Henry. Starting with just I starting with the worst song. Yeah. Arguably the worst the song. Maybe the, maybe the second,
3: maybe tied for the worst song, but whatever. Is there a good song in this movie? Uh I like the I got rhythm song that he does with the kids. That's I, my least favorite. Oh, see, I love okay. that.
0: Well, we'll get when we get to our awards, we'll get to what what or <laughs> the song in the movie was, if we can find one. I was just asking. It was kind of tough No, to answer your question, no. I Got Rhythm is the only song I like. Okay. Yeah. I and did not care for the choice of songs. And and to what really emphasized that to me is, each time I've watched this movie, I never remember any of the songs. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna I never remember them now because we're sitting down talking about them. But, like, I sat and watched this two days ago, and I was hearing every one of those songs for the first time as far as I was concerned. And that's just a sign that there's just nothing to them. So, I mean, like, I watched Singing in the Rain...
3: I don't know whatever for like a couple like a week before we, I watched this just to get ready, just to rewatch to get ready. Uh, of yeah, this. I did too. Like those songs were stuck in my head for days. Mm-hmm. And I watched this for the first time four nights ago. I woke up the next day, the only song I could remember
0: was I Got Rhythm. That was yeah. the only song I could remember. And for me, it was a piano I- jingle in the in the American in Paris theme, yeah, which well, doesn't oh. have any words to it. So the music in this movie is by the legendary Gershwin brothers, and George Gershwin had already passed away before this came out. So these are all, all these songs in here are backlogged. Like, they're already songs that had existed. Right. And they were kind of plugged into this movie. Maybe that's why it doesn't work. I, I kind of... That's kind of where I'm going with this. So Ira Gershwin is the Gershwin brother who is still alive. He's the lyricist. George Gershwin wrote all the, the symphony and all the all the orchestra and all the music behind it. But so the musical with bad music. All right, off to a banging start. <laughs> Ira... They wanted the American in Paris theme because that's what... This right movie was conceived off of was. Right. Ira said that if you want to use the American in Paris theme, which is what you hear at the in the end sequence of the ballet, right? If you want that, you, you to need to take thing. his other songs and put them into the movie, and oh. I'll I'll act as a, a consigliere to it, and I'll even rewrite some of the songs to make them fit the movie. So basically, he wanted a job, right? You, you okay. know, and he want, so he sold the catalog uh. to them based on that. So they had to kind of stick these songs in there. And I think that's why we kind of get this awkward
2: yeah, kind just of just... Stop and do nonsensical it, it, it songs that have
0: nothing right to in. do with the movie. Do you think that that might add a little bit that to might do be with why they seem a little displaced? Artie, you brought up the cinematography, which... And you were kind of specifically talking about that, that ballet sequence that was next in the beginning. Right? Yeah, so it was could, great. Yeah, and Very Wes anderson That was yeah. very cool with the
3: different colors for the different, like personality types they were talking about and the part where they were talking about, you know, when she was, like, provocative, they were worried about censors with that. With the chair, yeah. Yeah, and Gene Kelly really fought for it because he said, no, it's not too much, and they were really worried. And the way it comes and they and they all wave together, I thought was fantastic.
2: She's a good dancer too. Very talented dancer. I mean,
3: worst actress I've ever seen in my life, but well, she's no, I was very, gonna, I was gonna get to that
2: point. She was discovered and She's this there is for her dancing. First, this is her first acting. And it should be her thing. only acting. You could the, tell.
3: Well, I mean, you the know the fact that two guys were fighting over her was the least believable thing in this movie.
0: I, I don't necessarily agree with you there on that. I mean I thought Jean she was Kellen. pretty attractive, you know, and I don't think that... You know, I, I don't, I didn't, that part was not unbelievable to me. That, you know, I, I thought that she looks wise That part wise wasn't unbelievable
2: role. to me. Yeah, I thought she was
0: just, all just right Just don't looking. personality. So, well, don't you know. gotta, let's remember here too, is it, they're, they're working with an imperfect entity here. She wasn't fluid in English. So right. she's. And that was a big
3: part. But, Jean Kelly she's wanted for. in an
0: American right. movie here where she doesn't speak English. So well, she's reading she lines. lazy,
3: so every other day <laughs> she could work. <laughs> <laughs> and, but yeah, she like kind of understood
0: yeah. English because her mom was English, but she. But she did not she speak did, it. She fully. did not speak she it. Which is so really you go, a bad casting job. Yeah, what are well, you doing? listen though, here's. They here's, cast her for the dancing, which is fantastic. Point, though. She went on to have a gigantic career in Hollywood. You know, she was nominated for Oscars, she acted in movies, she's in Chocolate, so she acts, she acts in movies right up into the 2000s. So it, it, the talent was there. She just wasn't ready for the that spot time. that they put she her was in very at that young spot, too. but they did, they did see the talent. She was a minor leaguer who was called up at a necessity rather yeah, than they and, were ready. And all she could do was play defense. I kind of look at her like she's like that shortstop who, a baseball reference here, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, shortstop here who you see him in the lineup trying to hit, and he's just laid on the fastball and swinging it like he yeah. looks like he's blind. You're like, why is this guy on the team? This, get this guy out of here. And then he makes game-saving athletic plays in the field to save the game. Right. Like, and when you see her dance, I mean, it's she's fantastic, it's incredible. Wonderful I mean, and but there's there's I think those two scenes—the first
3: scene with all the personalities, and then the last in the ballet—I think that that's enough. Yeah, and there. listen, I'm no
0: expert in in dancing or ballet or choreography or any really, of this. She's but really good at it. I'm looking at the screen and seeing ten ballerinas, and or I don't know what a male ballerina is called—ballerino, ballerino. ballerino? I'm not sure, <laughs> but. I have no you idea. see, <gasps> you joking. see ten people up there performing in a ballet, and you can see she's better than everyone on the screen. You know, she it turns G sti- Kelly versus the rest. Yeah, and yeah. she's just she's just crushing it. So, uh, so if an untrained eye can see that, it's obviously there. So, he obviously he he went and saw her in France. And said, he saw we her. In a, her. He we got s- have her. He saw her at like a, where she's. He saw her in a ballet. Yeah. And he, he was set on getting a French
3: actress. He also wanted the shot in France, but the studio said no. Made it no. shot in California. So he was like, well, will a French okay. actress.
0: That's, that's my next issue here. It, that opening shot of like, the, the real live Paris, like the real shot of Paris in the very beginning, that just looked like a cheesy 50s newsreel to yeah. me. Like, it, that should not have been in the movie. If you're, gonna, if you're going to build Paris with sets, keep us in that world. Don't show us what the real world looks like right. with shitty footage. And then bring it into into this. I thought that and that it was feels weak. like a stage. There's some yeah, other weak. shitty
2: shitty stage sets in this, like the bridge, under the bridge with the mm-hmm. staircase. Like that's just... the West Bank. It it looks like a it looks like a studio. It yeah. looks like a
0: stage. So I actually thought that was one of the better I, ones I because was, it was bigger. I didn't hate that one. Once I'm in really the world, bad. I'm able to suspend that a little bit, and I don't I don't agree with that. I thought yeah. I thought, if I thought you're the West Bank was Create another city with it. You're obviously in a, a little bit of a. A tough spot. And I thought the cafe was good that they kept using where mm-hmm. they kept meeting. I thought that was good because it was like it felt bigger than it was. Yeah, I I thought the 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 shot where he's hanging up the paintings out in the street. Yep. I thought that little alleyway was cool. Yeah, that was cool. When it, they kept it, things tight, it I looked thought it was like good. a movie set. But I'm okay if that's the world we're in. You I know, agree. but kind of like a movie, like a Cat in the Hat or something. Like the you know newsreel. I, I know exactly
2: what you're saying with the newsreel though. It's like fantastical. that. Right. We need an adjusted for inflation on his painting prices. By the way, <laughs> fifty dollars a painting he sells them for. Well, what he, he didn't, didn't even know what, was March? The what is that back then? That's like four thousand dollars a painting. <laughs> yeah, he sold like six of them. Like I'm like, all right, great thing. Like I, he, she's like, he's like, oh, I should have charged him no, more. Like, when no he wonder sees he, he has became an escort. Car. Yeah,
0: yeah, I dug, I dug that scene actually. Yeah. That was kind of one of the scenes that I, I really appreciated. I thought there was some. Woody, that that gave me hope. Banter. That yeah. gave me hope. I also
3: really liked the the woman who played Milo. I thought had a lot of personality and was really stood up to Gene Kelly, where I think it's, he's just a force of personality, where I think it's hard to stand up to him. Even if they're great, it's kind of 1A, 1B type thing. And she went back and forth with him, and I thought she was great. She yeah. was a
2: strong female character, yep. and Kuga. she was tall. It worked. that yes, he, She yeah. was eye level with him. Which is huge. She was, the other girl, uh, Lisa's looking up at him like,
0: uh, oh.
3: Which, um, you know. It's fine for, like, what it is. Like, she needed to be the even ground with him. Yeah. I, what you're saying I love is perfect. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. A, a, a
0: well, she was younger than him. A convincible cougar, though. You she know? was like, younger it, than him, if, too, if, but which is didn't, amazing. she didn't look it, though. Like, no. Or, and, I don't mean that in a bad way. No, I mean, no, like, I know She looked... Saying. She's more mature than yes. him. Yes, yeah, she looked mature. She looked,
3: she looked they firm did her, and, and ready to roll with him. I think they nailed that. Even the way she's introduced and she's kind of talking shit about like when, they're talk, when he... What do you call it? The, the third years?
2: Yeah, and I have that's This is my quote here. She was, a, she was a strong actress, too. She was uh, really great, good. Um, what was it? When in the car... When they're driving back after, after the first he dinner. Lisa. Yeah. And he, he makes this one comment and she makes this face and then just becomes a wreck emotionally. And I was like, wow, she's really acting. Yeah. Well, That's she's, great. for a love story, she's the heavy emotional lifting. She, she might be the only character that emotes in this entire movie. Gene
3: mm. Kelly. I'm going to stand up for Gene Kelly every time you say a thing against him. Just so you <laughs> so know. This so is, is, what, this what do they have to
2: do, though? Everything. What emoting does he need to do? He's very, like, even keel the whole movie.
3: Right, but his whole thing is struggling artist, you know, super handsome, struggling artist, who... Has multiple women. Yeah, but, I mean, but one woman, but the power dynamics are super different. One is the power over him. The other one is he's kind of, you know, power-wise more even with her as the two poor people who are just kind of indebted to more richer people. Right. You know, because they have the
2: person they love and the person that they're safe with forever. Their, you know? Even though Henri's probably a pedophile. Probably. He said for five, she said for five years he's been hiding her and she's 19. That's 14.
0: But they didn't say this. they were together. together. Well, what family. they said was that he, she was living with him while she was a child because the, the parents were no longer in the situation. Right. She left and they became romantic after she moved out of the house. Right. What they were very specific to say that. So I guess she's 19 in the in the movie. She's 19 yes. there. Right. But so after so she, I don't they probably are emancipated at 16 in France, I would imagine. Uh, so she's, you know, she's a man at that point, And then they get a romantic relationship after the fact. Okay. They, so they kind of were specific about it. I don't know. That. My quote comes up here, and this is when he's hanging up his paintings and the college girl comes along and she's looking to converse with him. And he says, uh, why don't you be a good little girl and move on? You're not going to buy anything and you're just blocking out the sunshine. And she goes, well, I want to discuss your work. He goes, well, I don't want to discuss my work. If you say something nice, it won't make me feel any better and if you don't it will bother me <laughs> so as you know as, as someone who you know is just often surrounded by people who are looking to give their opinion i think that's that's always a nice um, <laughs> a nice way to be direct and just say come on that's a good quote. Yeah, I
3: actually, yeah. I, I love
0: that quote because the very deriding the third year.
3: nickname of the third years. Right, yeah, the
0: third year college. Where they come over to they study abroad and you, and, know, they you don't, know they just repeat observations they've heard other exactly. people say.
3: And, you know, it made me think of Goodwill Hunting when he's like, oh, what year are you? Yo, you probably said this first year. Now you're second year, so you're saying this. Yeah, yeah. And I loved it. It was just like, everything you know is stupid.
0: <laughs> I'm actually doing something. Leave me alone. Yeah, and, and already I think like you said, it did kind of give some hope toward you know that this is going to be a, a clever screenplay and it was and and the screenwriter is by all means he's a legendary, I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, legendary guy and like, he what he wrote had, is he had some fingerprints in there i just think that the focus of this movie was pushed elsewhere. I agree. It was pushed more to the dancing into the... Also,
2: he wrote this movie in, like, a 12-hour span the night of his wedding. Yeah, so he kind of whipped it together. It seems a little rushed. You know.
3: (laughs) I think the music... Listen, I I don't know how to write anything, and I think part of the reason I like (laughs) musicals is because I've tried really hard to, like... Learned how to be musical in my life And i failed miserably So I think if you're doing a musical You want to write the plot first And fit the music in Not the other way around Correct. I think that's what really hurts
0: this Yeah and you know I'm not sitting here You know <laughs> Trying to tell George Gershwin how it's done here, you know, but like <laughs> but we think, are doing. But man, what we're, we're gonna do, do? But I think that the point is, is that these songs were written thirty years right. before this movie was put together, and the pushy younger brother tried to stick yeah, his other songs exactly. into this movie where they didn't fit, and
3: so that's the issue. And it's not, you know, because like Singing in the Rain comes a year later, but it's set thirty years earlier. If this was set thirty years before the war, but now it's set after the war, he stays in there when the army well, lets
2: him a good go. Point, too, I didn't even think of that. And it's supposed to be the twenties, right? And they set it in the fifties. That's a, it. Should be in the twenties.
0: If it's it, in the twenties, yeah. when the music's yeah, but from, the movie takes
2: place after the war,
3: right? So we're, yeah, it takes place in, in real 90, time 40s. in nineteen fifty-one. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's the problem with right. it. If
0: if this movie took place in nineteen twenty-five, the other thing too is it's we're, the fifties is a very weird time for music. It's a transitional time. Like the term rock and roll was coined in nineteen fifty-one, the right. year this movie came out. So the fifties is when a lot of like Little Richard and a lot right. of those those rock and roll acts start coming into into bass and then that moves into the British invasion and, and so on this. So leading up into the fifties and we talked about this in the Going Our Way episode, like the forties, like the popular music in there is a it's lot very of very like, different. Yeah, very different. And, but you know even
3: think even things because I thought about this after the Going My Way episode, like, you know, you get serious XM, you get fifties on 5, 60s on six and so on. You don't get 40s on four because that's just not going to bring people in. <laughs> yeah, like you
0: know, like <laughs> they probably uh, had that for a week. <laughs> there's a reason it starts in the 50s though. Like, and the 50s is like 53 and off. Right, like, the first year is 50. No, I was on. Uh, it was a uh, big
3: transitional period, though. Yeah,
0: and uh, this past week I was on a uh, friend of the podcast, Catherine Schwartz, right. starting a new podcast, and she had me on as a guest. So fantastic. Very, very excited to do that. She's uh, covering. The AFI top passions 100. list. Yeah, the top 100 passions and romance list.
3: Some good and, movies on that list. But
0: she's covering the ones that didn't make the list. Right. So the, the, the ones that were kind of voted on it didn't get in that top 100. So Cinderella was the one that we did. So we did, and we talked a little bit about the music in the 50s. And Bippity Boppity Boo, you guys are, have, have young right. kids, so you know, you know the, the I've known the that trap. forever. Yeah. Okay. So that is up for the Oscar that year. But that's recorded by Perry Cuomo. And it's like a really? radio
1: hit. See, like, like, that's that's crazy. how bizarre music but, like, is. Even, back like,
0: Al- could you imagine, no. like you know, like Drake doing yeah. bippity boppity? But even, you know what, like I'm Alvin and gonna... the Chipmunks, like, like yeah, Alvin and like Chipmunks that's like, so, just
3: weird. Like, it's like weird, like kitschy songs become popular for some reason that just does not make sense.
2: I, I'm starting to think we're getting into something like the next wave of that right now because people are basically just remaking old songs and trying <laughs> to pass it off as their own, right? And then, like getting upset when they're not nominated for the Grammy, you know. <laughs> we need a, we need a little leap here. So we need a new rock. We need a transition
0: into it. The next big musical number, Joey, you brought up. This is, is my favorite song. Yeah, here. is the I've got, and this is another. Well, I think this is. I, I think I guess is one of Gershwin's more popular songs. Here. Oh, this
2: is one where the kids
0: With the blurt kids, out. Yeah. I've got. got... Oh, God. God. Rhythm. I got mean, it does not go
2: with the song at all.
3: Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was creative. I thought it was fun. It got the kids involved who want the bubblegum, and it let Gene Kelly, like, when he was like, choo-choo train, soldier, was, What aeroplane. does the song
2: have to do with the movie?
3: He, he was ha- nothing. <laughs> he the was happy. that. He just made three hundred <laughs> francs. He was the ha- he was gonna eat that night. Yeah, that's not the equivalent of
2: like thirty two thousand dollars
3: <laughs> nowadays. Right. He just made thousands of dollars. He was he just came in the limo. The whole neighborhood lost their shit. Oh, yeah. So he sang a fun song, and I think I enjoyed I enjoyed it. I watched it. My son fell asleep during it, but he's ten months old.
0: So. Yeah. It's a, it is it's very clearly a mistake to pay two. Close attention to the plot here of this movie because it's just just All right, not. So important. now we
2: have a best picture winner that's a musical with uh, bad force music and you know, let's not really pay attention to the plot. Well,
0: I think that's a good that's a good time to discuss why this won best picture. I mean, I think there is and, one
2: very real reason this one.
3: Yeah, and I guess we'll sequence.
0: we'll get that to the end. But just when you look at. Winners that have won Best Picture before. It's either because they're grand sweeping epics, mm-hmm. they have something very serious, emotional, with incredible acting and, and and great dialogue, or there is some sort of spectacle or performance event. And this is, you know, in the third category there. Right. Yeah, this is a spectacle. This is not. It's not about. It's what's not about going Jerry Lee. Conversation. Yeah. It's it's not so much Ultimately. about that. In the
2: fifties, people left the theater exhilarated after that last scene. Listen. Well, I
0: watched that last scene. I loved it. That the last twenty <laughs> minutes of the ballet, I really loved it. Well, yeah, and, and, you know, I don't want to talk too much about the ballet until the end before we, you know, wrap this up, but something to remember as well. This is only the second Best Picture winner with color. So Gone with the Wind, which was a decade before this, right? more than a decade before this, Gone with the Wind is the only Best Picture winner in color to win up to this point. So black and white is pretty much the standard. There there were movies in color, and it wasn't... But to sit... Down and see the spectacle that this movie is, it, it meant something. Whereas, you know, when we talk about the other nominees at the end, Place in the Sun and Street Garden Desire, they kind of looked like those movies always looked that were up for best picture. Visually, this movie that, is. Yeah, and this, 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 this stood it's out. It's very close. So, it's also very colorful. Even with Gene Kelly, like, you,
3: you know, you, the I got rhythm like it's, it's just a lot of movement it's colorful he's doing it in front of a flower shop so it's just all the f- different colored flowers in the back like it's cool looking when he's in an airplane I don't know how his feet do that I would have broken my ankle for it. that times. old
0: air he loves that airplane move he goes that's his, that's his if uh, you could do this, that you would too yeah that's his finishing maneuver there yeah. like, he, go, he goes
3: to that when he wants to Listen, win the there, match, there's yeah. certain things with, that like people do when people are like Ugh. like if I could do that I'd be
0: like hey guys I'm an airplane yeah that's that's. but I would get concussed else. in three seconds but in the probably Broadway- now. Episode already, we talked about like okay, it was the first movie with sound, so great, it was probably really cool to the people back there who saw it. Go, right. Oh my god, there's a movie with sound, great, but then a hundred years later, like, why the hell did anybody think this was good? That's not the case with this one. This movie is visually impressive, exactly. still, yeah. You, you look at this thing and you see how vibrant and colorful it is. Mm-hmm. And in that scene that already brought up with the ballet scene in the beginning, yeah, that there, you can the see that. The there.
3: Those, co- I mean, the first ones, the colors are so bright, like that. For some... I mean, I know there's a lot of colors, but the green stood out where I was just like... Like, it popped. It wasn't just, like, green. Like, they made everything green. The they, purples, the reds. It was
2: really cool. They did what Broadway Melody did. Broadway Melody, the first sound movie, like, let you know it's the first sound movie. And this kind of let you know, like, we're showing you every color. Yeah. Like, and we're it going was, through the know, whole
0: spectrum. The scheming was great, though. But All there the was purpose to was what great. they were
2: doing. like. Red. It was awesome. Visually, I love this movie. I think it's really well.
0: Yeah, loved. and it's, you know, it, it wasn't like a Wizard of Oz, which came out more than a decade before this, where they're, you know, showing you what they can do with color. Right. Like they, this is stuff that has been done which before. Which is stuff they're we talked about in Mary Poppins. Yeah, like,
3: they, they showed you how loud it could be. They showed you yes. how yeah. bright it could be. And right. that also led to its downfall, I think, of Mary Poppins. You know, we'll get there, but the whole end is um, in front of a colored backdrop. Like... A cartoon
0: like that's yeah. really cool we get to see Gene Kelly strike out in the nightclub here trying to hit on <laughs> old Leslie Karen yeah Dude. nightclub this looked like a diner like
3: yeah I, I mean it was a cafe nightclub <laughs> in France yeah. It's, yeah, it was post-war going. It was, listen it was post-war they were, France was trying to figure out what they were right. so I think we need to give a little yeah. leeway he, to he, all
0: right boy he I'm tries they were just blown up <laughs> He tries every every trick in the book here to try to to pick her up. He does the whole stare at her until she looks at him. And then, then pretend then, to know her. Re- <laughs> then come over to pretend to know her. And I, this is this is the favorite one that I like that doesn't really work so well. And I'd like to get back to my friends now. Oh, no, just uh, stay here for a minute. And then he holds on and starts singing <laughs> as, in her as ear. As somehow his that's, shoulders got
3: yeah, bigger? That's when the mace <laughs> comes out, you know? <laughs> he got bigger. Like a very muscular guy got just bigger and more hulking. I was like, oh, no.
2: Uh-huh. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, the, and, and, like, come on. If Ice was in a restaurant and someone was sitting there just staring at my face and I'm like, hello... Was, was like, clearly with another I'd woman? I'd be like, this guy's got something wrong with him. Like, obviously. Yeah. But what
3: about when, you know, the reason they went there was because that was the only place he could afford, even though he just made $32,000, potentially. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to waste it all. You know. But, like, you know, he just sold all this and, you know, his pride wouldn't let him go to the fancy restaurant where Milo was willing to
0: pay and take him. Yeah, and then he totally douches Did, this this yeah, yeah like woman that, that buys all this stuff you know right she could, he goes out to dinner with her and he's like oh no there's a younger prettier girl yeah, over there i'm gonna go talk to her. Is this? It's this is unacceptable. <laughs> and i mean she and not only does he just completely
3: he he waits till they meet with her friends who are, she's so proud to introduce them and they're talking to him and he's just staring at yeah, this just much both. younger because he's 38 here but i mean i guess
0: he's probably supposed to be about 30 yeah, he's not. He's not showing great character in the sequence here. No. <laughs> and then in the, right in the car ride home, he's doing the. Oh, you know, I'd love to go back there and paint the place. She's like, Yeah, I'm sure you would. <laughs> let's go back there and paint the place. You painted it all tonight. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. And then
2: the next day, the woman just shows up like nothing happened, like a, even more of a psychopath. He's like, well, today we're going to go meet so-and-so, and she's, he's like, oh, hi, good to see you again. Oh, well, because God.
3: I think part of it is she, she's infatuated with him, but also she probably realizes that maybe she can make money off him.
2: Well, both, but she's also, she's a, re- yeah, she's a really good actress, too. She's a really good I actress. I love every time she walks into a scene, I'm like, here we go, she's going to be, <laughs> when she, she's pretty good. When she walked in, it felt bigger and her and she, she rivals Kelly in acting. She might be a better actor than him. He's good with the facial.
3: I think you he's know. I think he's a great actor.
2: You know, I, I think I you I want to see Julie Andrews and Gene Kelly do it. I, I think that's what you want. I don't I don't know
3: that I can handle that. If I somehow think, those two and Swayze ended up in a movie, I think I'd just kill myself. But like when they're they,
2: when they're doing it instead of hearing like normal sex noise, does you, does, you, you hear tap dancing. you're I just yeah.
0: The applause would be louder but I'm wearing gloves. And it doesn't sound like yeah. applause. Oh no. Uh, so then the next day he doesn't stop. He keeps he keeps, uh, well, he keeps at it, calling her at her place of work. And you <laughs> no, know no, this
2: I, is frustrating for me because this was supposed to be my quote of the movie but my 48 hour rental window expired and I couldn't find this quote anywhere on the internet. But she calls he calls her, and she's like, you were annoying, but now you have become a nuisance. It was uh, something... Unfortunately,
0: already I have it here. Yes. It was my backup in that... case someone took it. Oh, awesome. That's my quote of the movie. Last night you were a small annoyance. Now you are growing into a large nuisance. Great so, quote. Yeah, That's so, a really good quote. Now, I th- about her acting, as a like cold, uninterested, it worked. I didn't have issues with her. She's very novel. cold and uninterested. She, because well, yeah, well, because she... on set, her and Gene Kelly had no chemistry. Yeah, and but what, my she's point is so that flat. She, she got that part down. The where her bad acting really kicks in, where it's like to the point where it's very difficult to even believe, is when all of a sudden she decides that she likes him. It's literally like when he, when he, not only is a switch being flipped, but there's you can see the guy flipping the switch on the screen, you know, and you're looking <laughs> at him, and it literally and, happens in uh, a place where they walk away from each other, and then she's like, "I love you." It's like, yeah, what was, are you no, talking it was, about? It went from. Boom, boom. Right. You know, like, uh, now she likes him. Like, why? Because he, like, went, like, he did, like, a monkey dance and went,
1: ooh, ah, ah, ah. And she, yeah. and then she's like, and oh, she, but she the does. Problem you is, do have
3: charm. And then at that point, she's still just as flat and un- 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 uninterested. She's still
2: cold. Right. <laughs> I love you.
3: <laughs> As a
2: matter of fact,
3: yeah, right. She, that, she, that was that her, was rough. her line readings were like when I read quotes in this, like just flat and pragmatic. Not yeah, I, I can't. It's right. very tough
0: to defend that. But Joey, we do have our Batman reference here. Did you did you see this one? No. Oh. Okay, oh, I missed one. The woman trying on the perfume. Oh yeah, I got it. Yeah, she was in like Blake.
2: And oh, she yeah, played, she
0: did uh, the campy Batman. Yeah, yeah, she played uh, Mrs. Cooper yeah. in 60 episodes of uh, Adam West Batman. So there you go. It was right there for us. Cr- and she was great. I thought she was Good funny. Scene. I, I like the scene. Yeah, she, she was just like a funny character to add life to Lisa, yeah,
3: who is just a black hole of personality. So well, you know, like we,
0: there, there were some issues with that spot, but I thought she brought some value beyond that. When she danced, she was great. This, nice. yeah. A little early here. But,
3: but uh, I like that one. She, when Gene when Kelly was talking about her husband, she's like, oh, well, he's in Wisconsin. G.
0: Kelly's trying to get the third lady. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, and that one that the Wisconsin that reminds me in the beginning there with the paintings, you know, and, and he's hanging up the paintings and he's talking to the college. Right. girl, and she's trying to talk French to him. It sounds a lot like me. He's trying to read off the French <laughs> readers. You know. You're way better Jenny at, at it. it. It reminded me of Grant's uh, Grant's like middle America Kansas voice from <laughs> from, the, uh, from the three <laughs> episodes. <laughs> are you Birdman? I
1: think you're Birdman. Grant's
0: Torres voice. Yeah, I, I kind of wish that he yeah. was here to do that because you know he <laughs> was. <laughs> his Torres voice. Are you Birdman? Are you, are you,
3: can you take a picture of us? I'm going to get my picture out of my fanny yeah. Back. But yeah, she would like we on a road trip. She was like Gen <laughs> <n'ai> paw yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He would have been all over that if he were here. How, how did he hang them up? Like he just kind of oh, put them to the wall and they question. stuck. Yeah, is he hammering nails into that? Brick, like, does, uh, is that just like there? his
3: spot where like all like everybody, like the artists respect each other's space so he doesn't have
0: to hang? Maybe shit Maybe they had day? built-in hooks. I don't right, know. Right, because That's he was
2: just good... he was just throwing them up against the wall and they were just held in. Well, here's a tie-in. How did he hang?ing How did he hang his bed? He pulled his bed up on the rope, but like he only raveled it like. One time, wouldn't you ravel it like I don't know a few times <laughs> so the shit doesn't fall. But it on might you? it
3: might be like a blind where you have to t- you know like the blinds you pull up and then to the release it you blocks. have to pull down. Yeah. yeah. Now do you, those uh, beds
0: uh, still exist? The ones that flop down like that? They're they're in every like goofy cartoon. <laughs> like, like, do they still have them out? I, in lo- I thought
2: his bedroom was, in
3: the
0: opening scene was really his cool. First I that
2: so much character. I
0: want to you spend
3: never more go time, back to it. We yeah. s- and too. then we spend all the time in Cook's apartment with the moving piano. This guy's moving a grand piano around his apartment so he can sing with other men and different. Corners of his room. But but he, of all the
0: bad sequences, that might have been the worst. we dancing Warren. on the tap, dancing on the top of the piano. The la la oh, la 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 oh my, la
3: goodness,
2: la la la. oh my goodness, yeah. It just didn't
3: work. But we and had, I like Cook. I think he was. Well, we a haven't fun talked talk about Cook yeah, yet. I think so Cook you, was you you a like like fun Cook. character. Yeah, I think he's a good sidekick. Like, Another just,
0: non-actor.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah he was a, a, a straight-up musician. He drove
2: me nuts. He looked, he looked like something or someone I couldn't place. You know what he looked like? Like the Mad TV. Ma- the Mad Magazine <laughs> cover, but also a little, like, like Babe Ruth, like a mixture of those two. I couldn't place it.
1: Who do you think? He say? literally
3: looked to me like a guy, like, I think they nailed it, like a super talented guy who was just never going to do it, because he was just going to get in his own way. Like, yeah. he calls himself ugly, that he lacks character, like, I think they fucking nailed it, <laughs> yeah. where it's just like, his, when, he musically, I, he, with him on the piano, it was fun. That's why I really like his, like, dream sequence, where he was the entire orchestra, I thought that was awesome because I, yeah, I, hated, was, I hated
2: that. Really? Why? Okay, so I think that
0: the best it was boring to me. Oh, well, so I thought that when yeah, he was yeah, playing the it's... drums,
3: I thought that was great.
0: I loved every second. You of know, that. you just gonna you know, throw the b word out there.
2: No, I'm well. I'm trying to. I'm trying to watch this movie, and he lays on the bed, and now I'm just watching him play and conduct, and it's but, not. This isn't engaging to me. Like see, there's you know, nothing. Where nothing's this... keeping me in this movie? And song and dance is not gonna do it. So we're like. It's, but that wasn't dance. It.
3: That was just like. Song. The movie focused too much on a weird Rush love story where I think they could have focused more on the fact that these guys are kind of dream, artist dreamers and they could have focused more on that. That scene would have made more sense and been a lot more effective. Yeah, I liked that's it a, good a lot point. though.
0: That's a good point. I like that. I think the best parts of this movie have nothing to do with the plot. This scene right here, the ballet scene in the beginning mm-hmm. where they're introducing God, which the, is the, great. uh Lisa and then the ballet at the end. Yep. So uh, to me those are the best parts of the movie. Those are the reasons that this one best picture. Those are the three best the, scenes. The, the plot stuff is just connecting them in the, in the middle, but I'm a little surprised that you didn't yeah, you weren't I, I, you, I'm,
2: I'm okay with like I, that's a good that's a good synopsis. Um I need something now. Like yeah, I can't I, pay attention for 2 hours mm-hmm. if there's if the plot's that thin. Like it 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 I don't know. It didn't keep. So, it didn't keep me in. I when which, he was
3: playing the piano, and he was on very him impressive for about a piano. minute, and it. he was awesome. And then it cha- then it looks at the conductor for the first time, and yeah. he's the conductor. That
2: didn't get you at all. I went. Wait a minute. Oh wait, he's he's laying on his bed dreaming. That's when I picked up that he was dreaming.
3: Okay, because I thought once yeah. I was like, oh man, this piano is really good, and I've tried to play the, the piano th- like numerous <laughs> times. And- the, the yeah, well, I mean you need this goes a lot back of numerous
2: to to play like that.
0: This goes back to that lip syncing thing too. Is if you can't have, if you have a guy struggle lip syncing, and then you have this this master piano player, right, who's just crushing I mean, his fantastic. solo. It, it just you know, I agree. It's it's just an opus, and he's up there just nailing every key. Obviously, playing along, or or they're just recording him playing or whatever it is. At no point are you taken out of what no. he's doing and saying, oh, this guy's just an actor. You know what I know. think it
1: is,
2: though? It, it's kind of like they stopped the movie to show off skills and then get back to the movie. and That's that exactly kinda, what they did. And it kind of it, it just but turns think, me off. It doesn't, I think that's like, the in reason, reason Sound that of worked. Music, but in Sound of Music, they didn't do that. <clears throat> Not to compare something to Sound of Music. You know, I don't want to, like, fall into the earth or something. <laughs> in that movie, they don't break away from what you're watching to include song and music. They incorporate it very well. I know it's very different circumstances. Totally, it's basically a different kind of movie.
3: Right. Well, yeah. Gene Kelly's the only one who can act and sing and dance. Like the cook, he was a master pianist. He but, was not an actor. A, it's
2: another case of like the the the, the but, Gershwin guy with the songs. It's right. like, hey, you know what? If you if you let me play the piano, or like it, we're gonna put you in just to play the piano, and the rest do your thing. But he also
3: has one of my favorite scenes when he realizes right before the. It's wonderful song. He is the one who realizes that the Jerry and Henri oh, and love the same and, the girl. and he's drinking and smoking and yeah, he looks anxious. Right, right. Like, he's really funny but in that scene. I, I that's think good.
0: That, I think, though, that when you're looking at a scene like that orchestra scene, or you're looking at the ballet scene at the end, I liken it to like, a movie like Fantasia, where there isn't that one stringing plot that's going on. They're artistically giving you different images and different songs and different pieces for you to look at uh, in a visual way. And that's what this movie does a few times. They tangle it up with the plot so you can get distracted. So, like, I'm watching it along with the plot the first time. I'm maybe not fully grasping what's going on with this orchestra shit. But when you see back what they're trying to do and having a guy who is playing to an orchestra where he's every piece of the orchestra in, and he's the audience and he's the spot, you know, that's, that's a moment where if you're watching Fantasia and expecting for a, prince to get, a, a princess to get her prince... You're not going to get that. So maybe you don't like a movie like Fantasia, where this is kind of right? that too. Yes, yeah, so I think it's. I just think it's a little bit about isolating the certain parts of this and seeing what what visually and artistically worked, and what maybe didn't as far as the plot goes.
2: I just really like when you mix the acting and the um, the skills of singing or dancing together in a way that you know feels not disengaging. This kind of felt like uh, with two actors now, the piano player mm-hmm. and Lisa. Their main skill set is. Dance and piano, Mm -hmm. and we're going to show that off. And now acting's going to be secondary. But I thought it kind of felt that way. Yeah, he was he was funny. He was he's He's a a comic really because he's a piano player, a lifelong piano player. He's got to have like personality. He's all personality. But but and he made good facial expressions and stuff. But he you know that's it but he's not he's not carrying anything emotional no he's, he's not. not doing any, he was he's, one of my favorite characters he's hysterical yeah I didn't think he was
3: bad
0: at all I just think no, he totally was righteous. he just was what he was, he was. He was there, the car-
3: yeah. His, when he figures out the, the scene with them si- and they're singing I, I was hysterical laughing as he was just ordering and chugging brandy and just like you know, if somebody says like, "What does anxiety look like in a movie?"
2: like that's what it looks. Like. I liked when he couldn't get his coffee in the in that one scene too. I thought that was clever. oh, that was funny. I yeah. thought that was clever. I'm like, this is they're, they're right, the famous be guy. There's more of this, but right. as the movie goes, that cleverness fades.
3: Well, because I think he's in it less and less, and I think he was a good part of it that got
0: lost, and we maybe focused too much on Henri. And I think, yeah, it's well, a, I mean, uh, if we're really kind of looking at it bare bones as to what it is, is they had this vessel where they wanted, to, they wanted to do that ballet sequence at the end. They wanted to present the choreography throughout. They brought in a world-class, all-time great screenwriter to work on a screenplay for about 10 hours. He put together what he could put together with it. They threw it out there and, and made everything click together. It took them as long as it did to take them. And they got something together that was a little offbeat, and a little different from what people were used to seeing. And it worked. It worked for the time. And I think that there's a lot of things about it that still work today. And there's a lot of things that don't. I, and I, when you say, Artie, oh, you like it better when every, everything is organic and, and fits together and they can showcase all. Yeah, that's what a great movie like Sound of Music does. This isn't a great movie. Right. It's not. And, I mean, I'm,
2: and I'm saying, I know it's a well-made movie. Like, I know that it's not poorly constructed and, and, and crafted. Right. It's just not my thing, and I don't like it. That's yeah. it. That's really it. It's, it's, not, it's Which, not like... You know, and I don't dislike all of it. I don't hate it. It's not, and I think that's... The, for the, two hours to just sit and have to watch it, it was torturous.
3: I, I think that's yeah, the correct that's take, that. though. I think so. it's so easy to fall into, like, I don't like this, so it sucks. Yeah. For it to be like, all right, this this is a thing that I understand why some people like that is not for me. Right. I think that's a good take because then you're actually able to look at it and be objective about like, all right, fine, but this piece I like, this piece
2: I did like because if you're just gonna say it sucks, then everything has to suck. And I'm I'm which is lazy. I'm starting to think that I'm gonna I'm gonna coin a term right now. It's called the Sweet Home Alabama effect. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have this innate sense. I'm not tooting my own horn or anything. It's an observation about myself. I have this innate sense. That I'm always right about music. No, to sense, to sense laziness in something. Like a, like a song or a, a movie or something where I feel like something's not being given as much as whatever. It, it, uh, a, another, like let's say a, a Sweet Home Alabama. Let's give it the example. I love Leonard Skinner. I like every song they have. Except Sweet Home Alabama. I think it sucks. I hate it. And I watched a documentary on Leonard Skinner, and they have a producer who has produced every song they've ever done. Except Leonard Skinner. Except, except Home, me, Home Alabama. <laughs> and I never knew this until recently, and I went, wow, it makes sense. They said, we're not letting you produce this, we're putting it on the album as is. And it just never did anything for me, but all their other songs did, and I'm, I'm giving this, I think this kind of has a little of that.
1: Hmm.
0: I could see that, and and I don't think that this movie was Perfectly put together. I mean, there were issues that they had putting it together. They had to convince MGM to, to get behind this whole ballet sequence yeah. to make a movie based around that was kind of a bizarre concept. So the whole thing was a little bit of a wild card idea. So you know, was there some laziness in certain areas? I mean, putting off something ten hours until the day before <laughs> your wedding. I think it's hard to not call that a little lazy. But right, Forcing you know, I think, think there's also some laz-
2: pre written
3: stuff like that. Yeah, and then I think you have somebody like Gene Kelly who's though so obsessive and not in the least lazy, I think Then it really kind of, maybe if there is laziness, maybe, you know, not that we're seeing it, but maybe you feel it a little bit differently because of the fact that he's so, I mean...
0: You know, Especially everything with you know, him in it, because in contrast
2: yeah. to
3: him. I don't right. think that this project
0: lazy. as a whole is lazy. No, I, I think, I, I think, he's I think he that.
2: strapped it to his back and, yeah. and wrote it across
0: the finish yeah, line. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And listen, there were moments where the director was absent. And he an took over, right? Yeah, the director, yeah, he, yeah, so the director right there left
2: and filmed another yeah. movie in the <laughs> middle
0: of this and left Gene Kelly yeah, to it. So there's issues. But honestly, and I'd love to know. But you know what?
2: That's impressive to win Best Picture after doing all that as Gene Kelly. I'd love to know, though,
3: what parts were Gene Kelly. Only and what parts were? I'm weren't. sure of most so, of the dancing. Well, I know charge, all the
0: dancing. So you know what it is? Is so, he's doing the choreography anyway? Right. He's In charge of all the choreography. So the director probably is like tomorrow's a, a day we're going over the tap dancing on the piano. Okay, you guys got to do that. I'm that. gonna make money
1: over here. It you took know,
2: months. It took months to choreograph. Not even film choreograph the closing scene. Oh yeah. Months. Mm-hmm. Gene Kelly has this one number that he's tried to put in two movies, and he recorded it. Filmed it for both movies, and it got edited out of both movies. And <laughs> he tried to do it in this movie too. It was just like him dancing. It's a nice tap number, kind of a dinky song that he wrote. And it's not they it don't they don't put it in any. Imagine movie a song that got it.
0: edited out of this movie. That must have been a there. I that's on my notes. That's the comment. Yeah, I have. But you know, uh, uh, that orchestra scene to me, I thought was was right up there with the end ballet. That was great. Uh, me too. I the love that. To Buster so... Buster Keaton yep. and old. You know, it, you know. To me, I, I think you know it's a little lazy to call something boring. Also, if we're going to put a lazy well, I think that, why is it lazy to say boring? To just call, call something boring? If you're watching something and you
2: can't focus on it because it's not keeping you engaged, what? How do you define that? If not, if I made mean, you watch people play I chess and you're like chess, what would you say? It. This is boring. It doesn't mean it's lazy. It's that's a strong word. It's not lazy. You might have been bored. That doesn't mean it's boring. Fine. Right? Yeah.
3: It, I th- it might not connect to you and you might have been bored because of the lack of connection well, to I'm, you.
2: I'm, I am the speaker so when I say it's boring it's my opinion. Mm.
0: But it's boring to you it's not yeah, boring. Totally, yeah, totally. With that scene being homage to, to Buster yeah, T which was Silent Star which I, I thought was cool and I guess he had, he had a, a film where he played everyone He played every single thing the yeah. but a cool part about the cinematographers where there were dual cinematographers yes. one of them was an old black and white noir <laughs> John Alton. Yeah, John Alton. This is his first color movie. Yep. The other... Alfred Gilks. Alfred Gilks was largely a silent movie cinematographer. So he started in like the early 20s and did a lot of silent movies. The other one does all black and white noirs. So it's very interesting to have two of them combined here. Make this beautiful
3: color movie.
0: right? (laughs) So I want to kind of move through this little love triangle situation here a little bit. And we get... You guys brought up the scene where... Cook is pounding the cigarettes and the coffee and the brandy because he's all uncomfortable here. We're getting Henry and Mulligan Gene Kelly here are meeting each other and they're both swooning over the same (laughs) girl and it's very uncomfortable for the rest of us. But it's so funny, but
3: right before Henry comes in and he tells him it's Lisa, Cook asks him about Milo and and he asks Jerry, he goes, ah, when you get married, you're going to keep your maiden name? (laughs) That made me laugh so hard. Nice. (laughs) Very nice. Because then, like, he was hysterical through the whole song, but the fact that he just took that shot at him right before was just so good. And just, like, they're clearly buddies, they're clearly comfortable where you could
0: just take low blows at each other, laugh at it, and then have a serious conversation. Like, I really appreciated that part of the movie. It was similar later on when he's talking to to Milo, he's like, (laughs) yeah, he's got this old woman, he's, he's, and she's like, you know, that's me, he goes, oh yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's why, and his get his very white cowboy hat. <laughs> yeah. So this this little love triangle, it kind of comes to a head here. They're meeting down by that their little rendezvous spot down by the river West bank. And now she th- misses his brand new show. Like they couldn't figure out. Like she's not very good at maneuvering. No, well, Thanks. I like when she's just like, uh, you know, I I do what I do at night, and we <laughs> hang out during the day, and it's best if we don't talk about that. Right. Like, just don't ask me about my other life. It's like, oh, so you're uh, you're a two I guess.
3: And and it's weird because it's a love triangle that's really a love square, because Milo is just right, kind of getting yeah. screwed out there. Yeah. Like she's there with in love with Jerry, and he just dismisses her completely. Like even when. She only really agrees to work in that studio as long as he gets to pay her back and all that thing. But really, she's a part of it. She just has no idea that the rest is going on.
0: Well, what you have here is you have two relationships built on financial dependency, more right. or less. Or you know, one was, you know, he he raised her or took took, took after care all of all her while she family. was young, and and she's really, he's really all she's known, right. and and so that's just a comfort factor. And breaking out of that is obviously not easy. And then Gene Kelly is. Financially dependent on this woman here, who's he really lets you know he's
3: broke before he meets her. Like he says it numerous times. He borrows the money from Cook, and when he's leaving the first time, the old lady says something. He's like,
2: "I don't know, I'm broke." Now is 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 he financially dependent on her because she's his only customer? She's the only one who buys. He his didn't. No, he, he, just, he didn't know how to price and it. Now, and did. now she's promote. It's like he made up a price when she asked because he's never sold one. That's pretty, yeah, much, that's what pretty much what it was. Okay. Like, so yeah. now, so now he's like. What, what? How did he
0: get any money before that? He was a GI. He right. was a former. former oh, veteran. okay, right. right. Yeah, so he had some money from that. But you know, he has
2: one customer, and she's devoted to making him a star. And he's like,
3: he's swander- still super pondering prod- it. You still got to respect that pride getting yeah. his way.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. Did you really Were you really swonderful. snapping your fingers along to "Wonderful," Hardy? Dude. Is that what it's called? Swonderful? Smarvelous.
2: S apostrophe marvelous. Wow. Smarvelous. God, no. These songs are so unmemorable. <laughs> but it's just so funny that they're S-memorable. singing about the same girl.
3: It's just, <laughs> With Cook killing it. And Gene Kelly completely overshowing Henri. It's like, like <sighs> that guy, like, the, you, the actor who played Henri, when after that, he when he watched that, he must have been like, I, 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 oh, no. As you, bad as his lip singing was, he had a good voice. So
2: very good heart. voice. Yeah, but good voice. Just Gene Kelly just... I was paying attention to one. It kind of sucks being opposite Gene Kelly. Fair. Do Gene Kelly and Julie Andrews have any movies together? I don't. I think the world would have exploded. <laughs> <laughs> they just fall off the Oscars. They're like, we're just calling this movie the Oscar winner and we're cutting like, it down. They're like, we're never making a movie again. This is too perfect. <laughs> Everyone just sits around waiting for the skies to open. They're like, okay, we saw the movie. You can, you can end things now. <laughs> it's
0: just Gene Kelly tap dancing around Julie Andrews. So th- sh- she's going to break Aww. up with him at the river. He, he kind of goes, well, I have something on the side, too, just so you know. Yeah, it's like, okay, great. <laughs> We're both the Yeah, no, good. <laughs> okay. Which brings us to the New Year's party. I call it the New Year's party. It wasn't New, Year's, New Year's at all. Was it wasn't New, yeah, New Year's? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it just kind of looked part. like a New Year's party. No, it's party. a legitimate it New Year's okay, party. all right. I-, I thought I just, I read that. I'm like, I must have made that yeah, up. No, no, you're right. They don't say
3: it, but they say it. some, like, another side character says it when they're walking through. Okay. Yeah costume design in this scene. Such a like, yeah. cool, awesome. Looks like just like a fun
2: party. The black and white
0: theme. And that's, you're really flexing. You're in a flexing. color
2: movie and now you're doing yeah, the black you're and white really theme. You're
0: really flexing when, yeah. you, when the pointy movies, you're colorful and you're like, now nah, we're going to have see where everybody's in black and white. Yeah. And, and, like, and like gesture really costumes. And that's and the like- costume.
2: But now, why are women throwing themselves off 20-foot
0: balconies? What a fantastic dance move, huh? There's, that's Is that a dance
2: move? I feel like, how many, <laughs> I want to see the takes where it doesn't go well and that dancer can't be in the movie I anymore. Think, uh, I think Tom yeah. Cruise hopped in and choreographed that one dance
3: <laughs> Michael move. Michael Bay got his hands on one. off the
0: Catch
3: them. There or no, don't. W- what's, what's, there was no SAG at that point. There's no union protecting them. It's just you jump off whatever the fuck they tell you to <laughs> you jump off. you make it, you're one. in it. If Union
0: catches you, you're in. If <laughs> I ever walk into a party and that's going in, I'll know I found the right party right. here. That's that's a, that's a hell of a move. I'm not you know? going to lie. If
2: I walked into a party and people were jumping up the balconies, they'd be like, all right. Uh,
0: being, were, they being ju- were they jumping or being tossed? I feel like they'd be Both. A, was oh, like... girl, the, the one, one like, who
2: jumped in Gene Kelly's arms is just like... Oof, and just jumped <laughs> off like... I was going to want 25 PC. feet.
0: He caught her pretty smooth. But he still, really like,
2: did. Like, Fantastic. Like... I would like who's got those big sailor
0: It had arms. like it had Austin Powers dance party vibes, you know. It it, it yeah. dance. Well, by the way, all it was I just was like, thinking da, 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 da,
3: all
1: I was thinking da, da, da,
3: da, and, da, and, da, <laughs> and cook playing piano with all the girls and they're just taking shots and oh, smoking so cigarettes.
2: As a homeowner, all I was thinking the whole time was who is cleaning <laughs> up all this confetti? It's going to I would sell my house before I attempted to clean this. Literally, at one point, Gene Kelly walked outside and just gets a handful of confetti (laughs) to the back of the head. Some very pissed off extra. It was just like, (laughs)
0: Eugene. (laughs) Like, the amount of confetti. Well, Lisa and Jerry confront each other on the balcony. Old poor Henri overhears. Yeah. And... Very, a stoic man though. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's it for this wonderful plot. It's uh, over. It's it for words. Yes,
3: that that is. There are no words left in this movie. He no. is
2: the uh, the uh, Baron of this movie. Remember the Baroness uh, yeah, in yeah, from, Sound the, of yeah, Music, from who's from like, music, "Listen, yeah. you
0: love someone else. Just go." Yeah, <laughs> he, listen. He was very kind of practical. Well, that's <laughs> why when you guys are kind of getting on him a little bit for the whole like dating someone that you you know that you were taking care of there, like. He's not really possessive over her at this point in the movie. Like I think he's. Well... His character is an arc. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's more like an ant hill. But <laughs> you get cucked in the
2: movie. You get cucked in the movie. His, car- his character uh, bears right
0: <laughs> at the fork. <laughs> it's a it's a slight merge. There's a yield <laughs> sign that he kind of rolls through. Yeah, so t- twenty minutes left in the movie, and there's no more words. We're yeah, we're just we're and, speechless from here on out.
1: And uh,
0: already
2: you I I was speechless for the last forty minutes, but yeah, now then this um, another daydream scene that just takes a fifth of the movie. So you were
3: ballet scene. you your thumbs listen, down. Listen,
2: listen, uh, listen. Take the scene out of the movie and just show it to me, and I watch it ton of appreciation okay. for the way it's filmed. It's awesome in and of itself. I'm trying to watch a movie and it's then they just cut away and do a bunch of dancing. It doesn't do
0: anything so for me. I, I think part of this problem do it. too is if you didn't know it was coming. No, and, I had no idea. Yeah. I didn't so know I was you, watching a musical until the week before. If you didn't know that this sequence was coming and you didn't know that the last 20 minutes was a sequence, then every minute you're probably like, when's this going to end? When's this going to end? going I gonna was end? thinking,
2: when is this going to end? 50 minutes into the movie and then the last 20 minutes of the
0: dance scene. That's why it was... So I could see that reaction. Yeah, that's okay, why not, the, I, the rewatch I, is kind of you important. You need to be prepped a little it's bit. because I, I knew that, I knew that there was no... Words for the last thirty minutes, of the movie. And, and I think you can say the same about that orchestra scene. Is the rewatch is kind of important for those scenes because you need to take them within context for what they are.
2: Your your uh, yours to re like describing that scene of George's self one man orchestra made me appreciate it a little more. I did not appreciate it watching it.
0: You, you, again, you but didn't know it's coming, and you, and and I think that in the time that this came out, or even the decades afterwards, because that ballet sequence was what made it so famous. Right. That it was... And they even see... In the opening credits, it's yeah. American America. Paris featuring the American Paris b- ballet, ballet. They, which yeah. I actually don't love. I would rather them kind of just put it in there. Don't... don't, but, don't. Like, I get it. Right? I was on, get you got this big thing that you're putting. Like, of. I was let's, on YouTube
3: today, like, that gets redone by, like, ballet companies. That's, a, like, yeah. a big thing. So the background being as, like, something, like, someone drew and colored in, I thought it was awesome. Incredible. I liked it a lot, too. Incredible. I, and
0: here's what I like even more about it. We talked about the recreation of... Paris through the set. Now you're recreating the set of Paris through this other which, set. Which is, you're, it's, so a, it's a within the movie, within the movie kind yeah. of thing. Like, very visually smart. very impressive. Yeah. Right.
3: Like it's an artist recreating the place that he moved to. And I thought it was, he's like, dimensions were right, but a little skewed. And just, oh, it was so cool when he was just running through Starting it. Starting with the rose,
0: ending with the yep. rose. Really, yeah, really great awful
3: circle. Like I thought that whole thing was great. And then. You know, I mean, it took him a week to film, but it, it all looked so seamless. And it was
0: about 20% of the budget of the movie. Yeah. Right? It cost him $500,000. $500,000. $500, and it was $1.5 or two point five dollars yeah. to film. $1.5, I think, yeah. yeah. Crazy.
2: I made a pretty ignorant comment during this dance scene. Uh, to
0: yourself, just out loud? <laughs> uh, and no. you refute it now? No, <laughs> no.
2: At the beginning, I said I'd never seen Gene Kelly. Like, mm-hmm. I don't oh, know. know. So it was my first Gene Kelly movie. Um, and I thought he was Dick Van Dyke for the first quarter of it because I couldn't different. just a healthier, younger Dick Van Dyke. And I said, I'm watching it, and I said, my wife walks by and goes, who is that? I'm like, oh, it's, it's the guy who's the chimney sweeper from Mary Poppins. And she's like, she's a dancer. And she goes, uh, I don't think it is. I'm like, it's Gene Kelly. She's like, that's not the chimney sweeper. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm like, I don't even know if he's really tap dancing. It sounds like they put the tap sounds in afterwards. And
0: she's like... He's,
2: like, one of the best tap dancers ever. I'm like,
0: oh, okay, well, I'll just shut up now. Yeah, I th- actually, I, that was one of the things that I thought might save it, is that you have dancing in, in your, you know, in your family. So I, I appreciated thought. that part of it, but I just don't like that in a movie. That's, that's mm-hmm. really it.
2: Unless the movie's about tap dancing, or, like, Black Swan, where yeah, it, it, it and fits I think,
0: in. I think, for me, one of the things I look at, too, is within these 92 movies, if the tap dancing was smattered in throughout 60 of the 92 movies... I would be up to my ears and done with it, too. You know? I, didn't, I, didn't, I think that the fact that this is the only one this is in, you know, this and Singing in the Rain, right. and I don't even know if I can, you know, other than Chicago we had a tap dancing scene, right. Well, and, uh, I, I don't well, like, like sh- I think in small sets what I'm saying like, this is what it is, it, I said before, I don't know much about dancing, I don't. I can't really right. comment on it with any kind of expertise, but I can appreciate the good right. in it when I see it, it's just, as long as I'm not getting hit over the head with it, I'm fine, and this, it exists within this movie, I appreciate it for what this movie is, And I can leave it there. Listen, I mean, it's, you know, watching Gene Kelly do it, if, you know, if
3: watch a, you know, one of the Fred Astaire Ginger Rogers movies, like that's, you know, I'll get into it. I I don't need to see it excessively, but I enjoy it. I enjoy, I mean, for some reason, I really enjoy watching people dance in movies. I I don't know why, but I do. You know, when Gene Kelly's the best at it, you know, you watch Dancing with the Stars, and pretty much every guy there is trying to figure out how to be somewhat near Gene Kelly. Yeah, I think that's that's, important. I mean, that's well said.
2: Real quick, I have a logistical issue. Is he just walking around wearing tap shoes? Because, like, (laughs) you're just walking on cement all day (laughs) in tap shoes. Anyone who does tap dance is going to know you take care of those. They only touch wood. You don't walk around the street and then break out into tap on... The sidewalk.
0: Yeah, I. I mean, this is just Especially one of those. This is, This is just one of those moments in court where right, it's, it's like the, the bottom defense of defense the... rests. You right. know, yeah. I just, like we're, we're, we're better off with going to our next yeah. point. I think my answer is going to be yes, Artie.
2: This is yeah. like the no, bottom. <laughs> no further questions. It's like the bottom of the feet and ghosts and yeah. ghosts. Sometimes you don't want to see right. the sausage yeah. made,
3: Artie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, why doesn't the ghost fall what? through the train? Yeah. Why can he stand on
2: the train but he can't kick the can? Like what? What's special about the bottom of his feet?
0: In case you're wondering, we did a full episode on Roadhouse here at Best Picture Cast. And we went over the issues with Ghost and all that. So all those American Paris fans out there who want to know. Yeah, they're, listen. Want to know we have to same. If you're G. Kelly
3: fan, you're probably a Swayze fan. That so Joey,
0: did, did you have any notes about the 20-minute ballet here? Did anything stand out to you in it? La La Land
3: completely stole
0: it. 100 Which
1: is.
3: And they, they admit Well, he's, he's openly yeah. he said. He said he goes, we're plagiarizing
1: setting.
0: it. Yeah, well, Damien yeah. Chazelle
3: said we, we... we Right. Picks the bones from the. I mean, listen. You watch La La Land. Every single scene has to do with some musical. They catch. the hit singing in the rain. They hit everything. But they way, end the movie with the, the big movie sequence. And it's, it's, right there. it's And I mean, even the final final scene of it is Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone holding hands on the West Bank, right. on the you know on that river. Like I think they have
0: some tap shoes in that in, that's in a weird spot too. They're just tapping on you know Rodeo Boulevard. Right. You know, they're they're in the there. Hollywood Hills <laughs> <laughs> tap dancing. Just more tap dancing shoes at the party, I guess. Joey,
2: Listen. I've never seen you get so giddy. You're so giddy about musical. He's wearing tap dance. I have, so it, he's, right? actually he is. <laughs> I didn't realize. Tap I, I love
0: the movie La La Land so much. I
2: yeah, I I'm 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 inferring as
0: much. Before we get there though, I yeah, I, yeah. I have a couple notes here on this little but, this 20, 20 minute segment here yeah, that I want to I want to call attention to. This creepy old guy dance he does with the cane, the hunched over You old didn't guy. like that? What is the He brings that back in in Sing in the Rain. In the Broadway there...
3: musical part. What but is the deal I, with this? Because he does that with Lisa, Lisa. Yeah. And I think it must be, because I watched it again t- today, it must be some sort of ballet thing because her and all the girls do it fully on their toes. And he's doing it in the tap style. I it think must it's a be... Gene
0: Kelly thing because it's in "Singing Maybe. in the Rain. So it's, so it's, it's creepy. So it's a
2: ballet technique that he adds character to. So he's... He'll, that's why the girls do it too. It's a, it's a move, but it's about, he's adding the he's, personality okay. to okay. it. It's kind of right. like the penguin tap move yeah, that he yeah, right. does. Right, it, the choo that, choo train and the. You wait. could do the tap move without acting like a penguin. He just decides yeah, to so act Yeah, like yeah a that's a ballet penguin. move Be, already but, that he's
3: done. Like okay. I've read like, articles, of Gene Kelly, where he talk, interviews, where he talks about it. He's like, yeah, I'm not a tap dancer, I'm not a ballet dancer. I just kind of, I'm a hybrid of all these, you know, I kind of hybrid all these things. So much of it comes out as tap because that's what the movies want. But I'm not necessarily a tap dancer. And he, th- he has a, he talks about how like if he wore a, a white tux like Fred Astaire, he'd look like a clown. So like he has to be the more like muscular guy where Fred Astaire is the more classy dancer. But the, neither of them are tap dancers. They're just dancers who bring in many
0: styles at one. Uh, the Abe Lincoln poster guy I yeah. really dug. That was good. That was a very, a very uh, exciting sequence there where he just kind of showed up and had... Make like turns to the <laughs> right and has different layers. Those yeah, places. that was cool. And then uh, finally, I want to uh, just comment on, and I got to do a little plug here for uh, DDP and DDP Yoga here. So I've got I'm I'm in my sixth month of DDP Yoga. Anyone out there who's looking to just get active or do anything, DDP Yoga. Find them on social media. It's fantastic. They're not paying me. I'm telling you, that's how great it is. You're it's like, like I'd be cheating the
1: world. Not yeah, I'm, not slash someone, DPC.
0: I'm not someone who likes working out at all, and I've enjoyed that in the six month lieutenant. But there's a move there where she does that kind of standing roundhouse kick. I know exactly what exactly you're talking her about. Her foot up yeah. in the air and then starts jumping on yeah. her toes up and down. Do you know how hard that is to do? I like, can't even. I couldn't. I literally almost. I almost had to conf- I had to convince myself
3: it wasn't CGI.
2: Do you realize that anything that, that she's doing on her toes is basically impossible for most people?
0: Yeah, yeah I mean yeah. yeah. Uh, because, oh, I'm, because I'm trying to do it here week yeah. to week with this. Like it's you know, unbelievably and impressive just the, the work that just seeing the work that and the little exercise that goes into getting a grown man to lift his leg up or his head and six months of getting zero progress and doing so <laughs> And then to just do it casually, just yeah. jumping up and down, it's just, I just looked at that and went, wow, there's, you know, that's what I'm saying when we're going to beat her up because she's not properly emoting behind a counter on a telephone when this, the movie has no damn plot anyway, you know? We're like, how about,
2: critiquing the best yeah, of, of the best.
0: <laughs> of course, of course. But if we're going to critique the best of the best, let's show the skills that she brought out in this movie. I mean, when she dances, she's top are, notch. Yeah, that are right. elite. That, that most people aren't going to be able to bring and stand out on a screen. And and just even the fact to stand out in a thirty person ballet to like pop on screen be like whoa. But yeah, the the, the, I, the old man dance you're talking about when he's doing it
3: and he's going around, all them all the girls are doing it on their toes, doing yeah. this that like hunched over so. I don't even understand how they stand on their toes with all their weight forward. I, I don't did. physically. understand.
0: Well, I mean, am... most, most of the weigh eighty pounds. That helps. But still, yeah. if your center of gravity's off, I don't... yeah. When you eat air weird. for lunch, it's pretty <laughs> easy. Any anything else to say about the ballet sequence here? We I think we said. I think it was super fun. Yeah, I, I think mean, listen, it was... it's the reason it won the right, Oscar. That, no doubt. If it's not in there, and they had to convince. Yeah, like, they were like, they were over over time with this. Right. they like, they're like I don't, we, we got to release it now. He goes, the sequence wasn't done. If that that I mean that's why it won. No, we're waiting. We're I, pushing this movie back. The producer, uh, Freed, Gene Kelly, the the whole crew just said no. We're we're not releasing this thing right. until this until and the sequence is done. And good thing it did because there's no chance no. That we'd be talking about this today if no. it weren't. This would have been lost like, in
3: time. Yeah, no, we would never no, have heard no. of it. I mean, we it's would just never I have heard ju- it. you know what it was super fun. The music changed and. Really, he interacted with the different crowds a lot, which I thought was cool and different, which it could have easily been something where it was just him and her and then background people. But, like, you know, it, when him like him and, like, the four other guys went into, like, the um, the tuxedo shop and then the clothes disappear and then they
0: come out on them like, different things were there. He's interacting with the universe. Yeah. Uh, so they had their embrace at the end. I like that they didn't say anything to each other. They kept the silence. I'm so the happy they did add words that to that. Yeah. We get the old The End. I know you are very excited to see the The Ends, Artie. Artie McCoy. I'm I'm
2: a (laughs) fiend and The End. Love it. Big fan.
1: Especially in musicals.
0: I wish we'd go back to the old The end. Me too. Well, now every
3: movie has the the singer at the end and the halfway. Yeah. (laughs) Movies
0: never end anymore. So, looking back on this movie, Artie, what was the worst part of it? Because this is obviously this is not a pleasant experience for
2: you. No, it was bad. I, I think the part where I was just like, "What the fuck am I doing?" is it, the scene with the children and he's dancing with the children. That was
3: my favorite music. I was, <laughs> I was, I, was, like
2: I, was, I just, rhythm. I, I was like, n- now it feels like work. Like watching this movie wow. feels like work, and I that's just not what I like. Even I'm not was, into that.
3: Even when he did that thing where he somehow kept his leg crossed. Jumped over it and went up the street somehow? Like, how do you physically do that?
2: I don't know. I don't care. I tried,
0: (laughs) and I ended up on my face. Uh, 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 (laughs) You can't
2: try things like that.
0: I got to go to work. Though. I'm very Stay. optimistic. I might be trying that airplane maneuver after
2: another one of these fiend <laughs> that. Oh God, where he's swinging his arms all over like it's. Why isn't that called the helicopter? Why is it called the fucking it's airplane? The that's The a, that's airplane. point. I
0: mean, it's a good point because you airplanes, airplanes
3: have oh, I propeller airplanes. He's airplane. a prope- is,
0: sideways. Yeah. He's a prof- okay. Before we go into the awards, we have a couple Twitter questions to answer here.
3: Yes, I, I, I love the engagement.
0: This. The first is from Pod favorite frequent flyer Catherine Short at Kathy underscore Short.
2: She always asks good questions. She's always ready to
0: go and and ready for us here, so we have to be ready for her. Her question, do you feel like an American in Paris would have been stronger if the song and dance numbers had been skillfully weaved into the plot rather than just dropping in out of nowhere? Yes,
2: I do, Catherine.
0: (laughs) Yes. And, you know, we obviously have discussed this a little bit Leading into this, but I think that even with a thinner plot, which we established that it had organic songs, you could have kept that thin plot and had a significantly better movie.
3: I agree. If you had even just if there was one song, because I, I think so much it would like go back to S- Sound of Music. Already had never seen it, but when he listened, he was like, "Oh my god, that's where this is from." If there was one song where. You're like, oh, that's where this is from. I think it's a whole. I think it holds up a million times better. I think the songs are
0: just so unmemorable and so random. And the scary part about that is that they picked famous Gershwin right. songs to do it. So, I guess memorable in the twenties is not right, but memorable now that's, in the twenty twenties. We're talking about a hundred years ago, yeah. and in a movie that's dated probably thirty
3: years too late.
0: Right. Yeah, and just you know, I mean, that's I mean, a great point.
2: Yeah. If it had that one banger, what if there was one song where you were like.
3: Oh, that's where this is from. Right. That's what we had in going my way. Exactly. That's where we had going my way. That's what you had in sound of music. Well, so no. there, the
2: sound of music is there. Every song is right. Oh but if my God, was this just, is
3: but there was just, but there was one in going my way, where we, we were both like, oh, that's where this where. Yeah. Oh, if cool. there's one, it brings you in, and I yeah. think it just connects differently. Where, and again, I like this movie way more than you did. But with, but. Yeah, and You know, this, the music really hurts it here. you? Way more? I, you hated it. I was not torture I, uh, for me. I watched it twice happily.
2: But I also... Okay. No, jo- well, and then, Joey, okay. this,
3: you said... And yes, that's way more. Wh- how would you evaluate this? I think it's a good yeah, movie that we'll is... We'll get to it in, the, right, in the right, more description. I but, think it's a good movie that... I think the unmemorableness of the songs hurts it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I think... But Catherine, I like the I Got
0: Rhythm. I love the orchestra, and I love the ballet, though. Yeah, I think Catherine... Had, really got to the, yeah, I think the she, issue there is that these songs just kind of were sprung in there. Yeah. And in Going My Way, already with that one, a song in the movie was the Billboard number one song right. of that year, oh, which wow. is like the first time that ever happened. Right. So, it's just, it's it, so it, it had some relevant it just, music in it where this it just wasn't... And it's supposed to be this relevant music from just, this famous... But again, if oh, this no. movie
3: was this... pre, you know, I think setting it after World War II, which again, it's real time, it's 1951, so that's fine, but I think setting it after there hurts because the music feels dated. That La La La, that that, that song that he sings on the West Bank, the We're in Love song, that does not feel like a 1951 song. That seems like something that was written that's in 1910. And I think point. that for us now to be 70 years later... Feels
0: even way more dated. Yeah, and I think they were playing to the contemporary box office. They weren't. They weren't trying to make a movie that they'd watch in seventy years. And which is fine. And you know, good. They worked. So you know,
2: even the songs they try to make seem organic, like the one with the kids. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I'm just stumbling into some kids. I'm gonna sing, and there's some bystanders. Teach them. That has nothing to do with the movie. Yeah.
3: The song
2: has nothing to do with the movie. But he was happy that he just met Milo, and
3: he finally made money for the first time, and he was teaching the kids a little bit of English. Even though we taught them two words, but is that was, real
2: or did you create that? Is that really—that's what that—that's yeah. about. Yeah. yeah, that song is about that. Yeah, that was the point. That that's was, that's literally saying. why it, he did it. it just felt like it came out of nowhere. Did you listen and I, to
0: the words. I
2: tried to. I'm telling you, <laughs> it's hard. It's not. Yeah,
0: and they tr- and like they had that little segment in the beginning where it's like, oh, those are three of my friends out yeah. there, and they're like waving at me. I give like them bubblegum. That in there to make the music scene yeah. make more sense. I give them bubblegum and I teach them English. Yeah. Yeah, he, they wanted to show that he was like Man of the People. The man of the people, yeah. We're walking the streets and, and he's integrated knows he is. well he's the... and even during his like narration scene he says something about how
3: like back home everybody said I didn't have any talent. They might be saying the same thing over here, but it sounds better in French. It sounds
2: a little better in French. <laughs> I have yeah, to get line. This movie yeah. had a lot of good lines. It was front heavy
0: with the witty yeah, lines.
2: That it died. That, yeah. Well that's what I was saying. It kind of lost steam I as it went and then they're like boom at the
3: end. After yeah. the orchestra scene, like the the dialogue felt very lazy because it was almost like we have 15 minutes until we get to the, the ballet. Fuck it. Yeah. It
0: wins best screenplay and it technically is the first best picture winner to win best original screenplay. Mm-hmm. Technically. Now, yeah. the, the reason I say that is going my way one adapted screenplay but it was adapted from a story by director Leo McCrary so it was his own (laughs) I look at that and just why was that not nominated for because he wasn't involved in the screenplay process so I guess two other screenwriters Today, that would have been in, in, in the original category. It would not have been in the original Right, that, that, that was just... They, they, they also just... had the Best Story Oscar back then, and he was right. nominated for that. So that, I, just different times in different categories. So this, by by virtue of that, it ends up being the first Best Picture winner to win original screenplay. It, which is interesting because, like we said, there's not a whole lot of screenplay to it. You
1: know? Right.
0: I mean, he wrote it in 12 hours. How <laughs> And Learner the screenplay writer his music is still used in TVs and movies today and, right and I mean his his IMDB is outrageous yeah and you just look at he's still credited right. in he's, he's, he's in been dead Bad, for 30 years and, yeah Breaking everything. Bad The Simpsons yep. e- pretty much yeah, every Simpsons. major TV show I started,
3: so I, I started writing down things and then it just became overwhelming because yeah. it's so much what he's involved in that I was like you know what I can't even do this because yeah. it's just
0: yeah every decade of television every show yeah. that you can think of from The Wonder Years yep to to Frasier to Seinfeld to The Simpsons to Family Guy it just straight through one of his songs is used in it because he's just he's, he's majorly accomplished right. songwriter. So like so. him writing something in ten hours is way different than me writing something right. in ten hours. Right? The totality of it was was not great. I mean, hey, listen, he won the Oscar for it, so you know, good good for him. I think a little bit of it too is is that most of the great movies that year were adapted works. Mm-hmm. You know, Streetcar and Desire and right. Oh, that one. Place there. in the sun, like uh, they, there wasn't a lot of original Listen, stuff. That's not, not right.
3: their fault. You you, you, no, you, play, I, you
2: play the opponent. And you
3: play. Yeah,
0: if you're, if you're the only original guy out there, right?
3: You you play who you play. If, everyone's adapting. Right. If you get to play that's the right. Jets that week, you get to play the Jets that week. Yeah. Our second okay, our, question.
0: Yeah, our second Twitter question is from Jeffrey Care, Care with a K. Another and, great contributor. Yes, he contributes a lot. You can check him out on Care Reviews. Again, Care with a K does a, a lot of great work out there too. And he asks, had an American in Paris not done so well at the Oscars in 1951, would Singing in the Rain have fared better the following year? So this is a, a great question from Jeff here, because Singing in the Rain is obviously a, a well-known, highly-touted movie. It's, very, it's up very high on the AFI Top 100 list. It's considered one of the best movies ever made. It wasn't even nominated for Best Picture. Shenanigans. It was nominated for two Oscars. And was pretty much just forgotten. But it comes out the year after this. Gene Kelly gets an honorary award at this Oscars with American Paris. So American Paris wins Best Picture. Gene Kelly gets an honorary award that same year. Then the following year singing in the rain comes out they're probably like all right Right and now he directed it gene kelly fatigue he's directing this now like uh, we it has the big dance sequence at the end i think that's like a nearsighted look at it and saying like all right he's just doing the same thing again when in reality the way better more complete movie i mean singing in the rain is it's more considerably better this american in paris was an idea singing in the rain was it coming to fruition we talk about
3: memorable songs, right? Singing in the Rain has Singing in the Rain, Good Morning, and Make Him Laugh. Which are,
2: you know, everybody's heard them all. Everyone knows Singing in the Rain. If you don't know Singing in the Rain, at
0: least. and Good morning, good morning. It's in like it's every, every coffee person. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: And then Make Him Laugh ends up in places all the time. Yeah. And actually, funny, um, because why not? I was watching the Make Him Laugh video scene before. And um, actually made me think of Birdman. And he talks about how um, you could learn Shakespeare and be part of the elite. The, you'll have all the critics at your feet, but you'll have nothing to eat. And I was thinking about Ed Norton's character in Birdman. Yeah. And yeah. how perfect that was 50 years later. I think yeah. in the Rain is way better than American Impact.
0: So, And I think a little bit of that happened. We did the Sound of Music podcast, and that had Julie Andrews back-to-back back right. years. She only won one of those Oscars, and I think that had she not won the Mary Poppins Oscar the year before, I think that that, that you look at the sound of music performance, and you're like, how did she not win? It's just Gene and Kelly, And I think it's Gilles really only biased. because she won the year before. They don't want to give it through two years in a row. Same deal with the whole, the Gene Kelly fever is over. We're fatigued. Let's go in a different direction. When people are more talented than everybody else, it's like, give everybody else a chance. And you look back, and that's a really it's, bad decision.
1: Because, I mean, when you,
3: because again, I watched Singing in the Rain... Again, I've seen it before, but like you know, within a week of it, it's
0: way. It's just so. And it's different. a really rough Best Picture winner that year too. Is I think that's the greatest show on earth. Either. Yeah, uh, B- which B- I haven't B- seen. And but... also, like yeah, just tough, tough circus movie, literally. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> Catherine and Jeffrey, thanks so much for those questions. Really, really good questions. It. Yeah, great as always, questions. As always. So just to say something about Singing in the Rain, Joe, I, I, I said earlier in the podcast that kind of each time I've watched American in Paris, I've kind of liked it as a movie less and less. Mm-hmm. When I rewatched Singing in the Rain, because I saw Singing in the Rain for the first time this year. Oh, wow. I rewatched it this week and enjoyed it way more on the rewatch than I did the first time. Because I just think it's one of those movies that it's a sights and sounds type of movie. And you take in the little nuances more if you kind of aren't focused so much on the plot. But this is an actual plot. The plot is strong right. enough where you cannot focus on it and still feel good about right. it. Whereas in American Paris is kind of like the plot is so thin that you, it's hard to not stop yourself. Right. It'd be like, wait a minute, isn't something else supposed to be going on here? <laughs> like, like <laughs> right. Why is everyone tap dancing? They should be solving their, their life issues. Right. Like, and,
3: and Singing in the Rain, where I think American in Paris should have been set in the past. Singing in the Rain set in the past, like going from the silent movies into like, the talkies and well, whatnot. Well, that's the other thing, too,
0: is like, you'd think that anytime they have a Hollywoody movie, as the, word, the phrase we coined in the Argo episode... Usually the Oscars are all over that, so it's so right. weird to have a movie about silent film moving into, and, and having it being as grandiose as Singing in the Rain is, and it just get completely blown off at the Oscars. Yeah. It's very, it's very interesting. And,
3: I, you know, I think just Don Lockwood in Singing in the Rain is a way bit more interesting character than Jerry Mulligan. Yeah. I mean... Right? I think yeah. so. I think... I mean...
0: Similar. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you know, it's G- Gene Kelly kind of got his thing going on. You know, he kind of yeah, it's kind of hard for him to be super deep, but like he's, he's not Kelly. winning any Oscars. The guy, you know, no, sorry? No, no, his no. one Oscar was uh, was one Oscar nominee was in Anchors Away, which was one of the nominees we did already. The last time you were on here was for the Lost Weekend. That was one of the nominees that year. But, we I went mean, over we, the
2: nominees in that episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: was the Lost podcast episode? Yeah.
2: The- <laughs> Listen,
3: you made great points about the ending of that movie, so, wherever, yes, no, whatever, however
2: a... lost it was... Yeah. I was on that episode?
3: <laughs> yes, you were, we praised, had, uh... you were... The director received praise he has never received in his life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He got his new number one fan, Billy yeah. Wilder. If, new yeah, new if, awesome. if every time, if it was a drinking game that you drank when Arie I says say Billy, Billy Wilder. Wilder is fucking awesome, <laughs> <laughs> you would have been dead. <laughs>
2: That's good.
3: He
0: really is. We talked about... Singing in the rain, not getting the Oscar love, but La La Land had all those nominations and then didn't. It had that weird. I mean, it end got of the tease. Thing. It got the fake win. It got the fake yeah, love, which yeah. But I kind of think, honestly, that I'm okay with La La Land not winning that one because I think it's important for us to establish that just because you come out with a movie about making movies and being in Hollywood and set in Hollywood, you're going to win an Oscar. I think that's a bad precedent. Like I, I, I agree. You can't with just you. give that the Oscar every time it comes out. No, right?
3: but I think that. I, I like Moonlight. I I think Lowlands La La better.
0: I was a Hacksaw Ridge guy that year. God, uh, Hacksaw Ridge is so good. Yeah, Hacksaw I love Ridge that. is I a great movie. movie. And honestly, Manchester by the Sea. Also, I haven't
2: seen that one. That's
0: what oh, I have to see.
3: Oh my goodness! Yeah. I'm not saying Lowlands La La should have won, but I like you know. I and I think I understand. I like it disproportionately probably better than it is. Like I I, I get that. I really like, but.
0: It was also a good movie year. Um,
3: like, Hacksaw Ridge, was. as much as I liked Hacksaw Ridge, I
2: didn't think it had a chance to win.
0: Uh, no, I mean... What not has a bad chance... picture winner. No. Yeah, what it has a chance to do... But man, it's a good I... movie. different, but yeah, I mean, I...
2: Man, does he know storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what it is? Hacksaw Ridge is super rewatchable right
3: like
0: how oh,
2: many times have
3: you guys watched that movie my god
2: catch the beginning you can watch it catch the middle and doesn't matter leave it on joey have any guy more guy love to life.
0: throw out there for la la land <laughs> yeah how much time we have <laughs> for la la land. <laughs> i think
2: actually we're gonna move the microphone to the floor joey has a tap number he's prepared
0: <laughs> um i've been taking taking a little bit of a beating in the group uh, chat these days for my kind of Ho-hum appreciation for Ryan Gosling. I mean, everyone seems to love this guy. I just think he's just kind of... Great. Just a B-plus player, man. Uh, I, I really... I, I told my, my wife, who normally rolls her eyes at me when
3: I, I, I talk about movies or, you know, takes on movies, and I was like, ah, oh, Kieran said Ryan Gosling was B-plus, and she rolled her eyes. She's like, what is he talking about? Wow. I, 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 well, I think... I think, I mean... So, La La Land... Drive,
0: I think Blue Valentine's his best. Yeah, but okay, so Drive was one of the ones that you guys brought up to me. And I watched it this week. And it's an awesome movie. It's an awesome movie. I had a blast watching it. But what does he do in it? That's not his best. That anyone no, else Valentine's can't I hop in and do. Best. Like Colin Farrell. I haven't seen that. Colin Farrell could have starred in Drive. I think and he it would have been have... the same exact movie. How th- dare you? No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally <laughs> I think kidding. Colin Farrell. Jeremy missed... Renner could have been in, in Drive there already. Your, your boy. He would have been Jeremy Renner, though. Jeremy Renner would have been (laughs) Jeremy Renner driving a car. I just don't... I don't... uh, Ryan Gosling is just... He's a good-looking guy who's just a movie star, and I just don't see where this... You know, he needs to be appreciated for his wonderful acting. I just don't see it. I think... I mean... I don't feel
2: that way. I don't feel he needs to be... I don't think he's, like, this... I don't think he's the best actor on on Earth, but I I think... He's in movies I like. And
3: I think... Okay. But I think he's
2: consistently
3: good in like different things like he's then he's also in the place beyond the pines is awesome well that's that's
2: next on my list that that's the other one in. that they're that saying that he's I good watch. in he's that's gr- his best movie i have. blue
0: valentine i haven't seen blue valentine i also though. haven't or seen la 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 valentine. so those two I, but like then like then then the, the other one, one i haven't say. seen is full nelson so now there you go it was like, oh
2: i haven't seen la la land but i can tell you that's not his best movie I'm, not, I'm saying Blue Valentine's is the best
3: movie. I'm not saying right. La La Land's the right. best movie. I think Beyond the Pines, is be, he's better in that than in La La Land, too. One aspect of Beyond La La Land. Beyond the Pines, he's L- L- awesome. Yeah, but I, I also think, like, another movie he's good in, and he's in crazy stupid love with uh, Steve Carell. Like, he's really charming in that, and that could have been a cheesy, stupid role that he pulls off. And he's also really good in Nice Guys. I haven't seen that
0: either. Yeah, he's fun in it. Like, he does different things. You know what? Everyone loves him in the big short He's kind of hammy in that movie, though. I he's mean, not great he, in that. He's he insists upon himself. In that. I <laughs> love that. I love in that, that movie. movie. Like, he's like here I am. I'm the next Ben Affleck in Boiler Room. Nah. And I'm the next Alec Baldwin and Glengarry Gary Glenn Ross. Listen. And I'm gonna cut this promo, and you're gonna love me. Like, I j- it's but, just like we've seen this before. What I'm we know
3: just- about him is he is an absolute liability in quarterback. <laughs> I didn't think he was great in
0: uh, Big Jones. Short either
3: But you know what though, in La La Land he, learned, he didn't know how to play the piano And he did all that piano, that wasn't CGI That was him learning um, how to do it um, There's some cutaways already. there Joey John there's Legend talks about ahead. how unbelievable it is I could
2: always appreciate a little Like, he like learning the skill, that. skill right. You know, like Adrian Brody did it I, I, But I there's I could cutaways in
0: that, that. too though there's cutaways in both of those where they just show his hands and they aren't his hands. Like, no, those are his hands.
3: The whole movie, him.
0: yes. Everything's him in the right, whole movie. I don't. I don't have that fact ready, so I'm going to defer to too. You. He's super
2: musical though. But yeah, like them all. That, those are his hands. I'll, uh,
0: I'll defer to you on even, that. But uh, there, to me, in watching it this week, and again, I didn't, anyway, didn't do the research about it, but I like there were shots of his hands alone where I'm like, those aren't. My no, right. those are his so, hands. Right, so he plays and even, the piano the whole movie.
3: Yeah, even John Legend, who's like. You know, a musician was like said he was like jealous how quickly he learned how to play piano and such. Well, you really just have nothing
2: learn? to do but learn how to play piano huh. for he, a movie role. You're gonna get good at it really. Not quick. really. I would not be able to do that if I tried five hours a day. I would he, not learn. You're how to not do that. Ryan Gosling, Joey. Ryan Gosling, but you said with, if you Joey, uh, you know what? I'm no, a, no, I'm pretty musical. Joey, uh, but Ryan, Ryan Gosling, was, super musical. He well, was on like the Mickey Mouse. He club was almost in the Backstreet Boys. That's what I mean. Like he's he could probably handle learning a musical instrument. He's been around music his whole
0: life. Oh, he probably was a great candidate for the Backstreet Boys until he had to sing and. then <laughs> And then they heard him sing And they were like Oh maybe you're better off I love at the not fact me.
3: that He's not a great singer And he sings I like, actually that makes do it, like that too I like that I like, that I like that a lot That
0: gives some charm To that right. movie That he's not he a great singer If he was like An unbelievable singer I don't think yeah. I like and, it And as the much. dancing scenes too Where they're kind of like They're actors who learned How to right. dance And learned like how to, they're how to kind of sing They're kind of
3: like Normal people trying To kind of dance a little bit It's not perfect
2: Like I love that Oh you guys are making me Want to
3: watch
0: it no, I mean La La Land is a is a very enjoyable movie. That's a movie you'll like. Yeah, you would singing like that. Singing in the rain, you you may that maybe a like replay. In the rain. La La, La Land's a cool movie. That it's it
3: hits like emotional marks. It has a lot of things. It's fun. It's, no, it, it's they're
2: great. not going to make a movie like that nowadays. And 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 leave holes. They're going to try to suck everyone in. They
3: could, but they won't. They the, didn't. They did they, they hit there. They, yeah, it's very it's Holly, also, very Hollywoody. It's also the same guy who did Whiplash, so he clearly knows how to do music movies.
0: Uh, yes. So I wasn't able to properly get all of the uh, Ryan Gosling La La Land piano information on a quick Google. So I'm going to do a little more investigating of this because I question whether he played the piano and all those things. Oh no, but Joey! I I will, okay, all yeah, no, right. As of right now, I will I will defer. But a, could a you movie,
2: imagine you were right though, and Joe, we had to tell Joey he was wrong? Uh, I mean, I'll accept. So there's people listening
0: right now who who are you know shaking their fists at their devices. With well, the Ryan Gosling for. Can you just call in now, quick? Oh. <laughs> we have Ryan Gosling on the phone. He wants to, he wants to, uh, to we, come, at, come after me about my him. He said take most of him. them
2: were
1: him.
0: We, we can't
2: get Artie to listen, but Ryan Gosling listens it's, to the live
0: recordings. Ryan's got
2: to go. He's got to finish up
0: Birdman now. He insists that Colin Farrell can't carry his ball bag. <laughs>
3: Watch no. Blue Valentine, though. Blue Valentine and Beyond the Pines are his two best. Beyond the Pines,
0: know. he's very good in.
2: Very, very good. Blue Valentine. You're going to like that movie.
0: It's yeah, really... I good. have it, what, Bradley yeah, Cooper. I mean, I, the, Bradley right. Cooper's batting a 1,000 for me, so... I, it's
2: fantastic. He is awesome. Yeah. He's great. great. Everybody. Oh, and it's Ray Liotta, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, boy, Oh, boy. yeah. Oh, he is so <laughs> Ray Liotta Lou this.
2: Valentine, you don't leave
0: feeling good, but you leave being impressed. You get a lot of
2: Liotta in this.
0: Okay, so it's time for the awards. The An American in Paris BPC Awards. Are we ready? Ready. Gentlemen. MVP. Joey, why don't you start? with MVP? Right. <laughs> I mean, <it's laughs> I, I, went, I
3: went... Listen, I know in Home Alone, we kind of all went away oh. from Macaulay because It was so obvious. I went Gene Kelly. I couldn't yeah. go anyone else. Um, he crushed it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to just... It, it To me, it's Gene Kelly. I'm going to specify the choreography. Just Right. I mean, he again, did too much. watching that... Watching that belly sequence again today, just, I just, just so much going on, I can't even get my head around watching no. it, let alone like re- planning it the, out. And it's. He acted, it's, choreographed, and directed most of it. Huffington as the director. Right. I mean, it's hard. It's, there's nothing here without him. So and there's me, no,
2: there's no close second. It's not like,
0: oh, the there's the someone guy right
2: guy. there. So I, I think you just have to go he,
1: where it is.
0: What do you got here?
2: My MVP is John Alton and Alfred Gilks. The uh, 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 oh. I believe actually they won for. Uh, Best Director of Photography, Best Cinematography. They did, yeah, yep. cinematography yep, yeah. they did. So they're my MVPs. Okay. Because the movie is incredibly well shot. Even with the shitty stages in the background that don't look like Paris, mm-hmm. they look like studio, they're well shot. They're well framed. The camera moves very well. Really well done.
0: Yeah, and it's can't argue that kind of wasn't focused on the cinematography in, in doing this. And when you brought that up in the beginning of this, already, I'm like, oh, you know, it's what? one it of the really only things kind that kind of it's, really it's one of the only things that kept me interested. Yeah, if wow. not for that, it would have been
2: Broadway Melody all over again. Well, wow, it really would have. But the cinematography was good enough where I was like, and and Gene Kelly's facial acting is is very good.
0: And Artie, you will know that in Singing in the Rain, they reprise the Broadway <laughs> mel- Melody theme. Why? I don't know. I, I had forgotten about that and rewatched it. That opening song that he sings, that Gene, Gene Kelly performs that song in the yeah. middle of. Singing so he can't
2: ride. just let this guy have his moment. He has to show him <laughs> up. I'm Gene <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> it's
0: like, oh, I'm paying homage. No, you're not paying homage. You're just, you're you're just, just Pissing <laughs> you're all over the Great. Now yours is going to be the memorable version. You're tap dancing on his tombstone. <laughs> yeah,
1: literally. At yeah. one
0: point, they're just tap dancing on his face. Yeah. L V P Joey. Oh. Uh, I like Artie going. Artie's uh, the Wait, most interesting. What was your me, MVP? So. It was Gene Kelly. Yeah. Oh, okay.
3: LVP. I went purely acting, not dancing. Um, and I went uh, I knew you were going to do this. So I was fighting you early on. Yeah, it's, I know. It's, I it's, said, "Okay." I, Leslie Karen is Lisa. Okay. Um, her dancing, fantastic, and tape. she was there.
0: But her
3: acting was so bad. It was so bad. I'm, I, gonna, I, I'm gonna go out. The and totality a
0: limb. of the effort. I'm taking no, out the value. dancing. You can't take. I am. Away. We're to- we're talking about the value of what I, she brought to the project. If
3: there was someone there who could act a little
2: bit, I feel like the plot f- feels less thin. Joey, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think that's your first ever miss for LVT. I think you've been a hundred percent with everything, and that one, she's not the least. You always have a good rationale. You're like the person who adds the least to the movie. She adds to the movie. She, d- she as does. As she-,
0: she does some things on screen that bring her above everyone else around her on screen. Like, she she sh- literally stands out in moments where there's other people on screen. Honestly, even Gene Kelly kind of drones out at times. The, the acting just
3: took me out of it. Like, she took me out of the movie there's when she definitely was acting. Big, that it just hurt it. You can tell it's her first ever yeah, acting movie. Yeah, and listen, she's, her dancing was fantastic, so I'm not... But, it,
0: it, it, it was tough. Well, I think you me... have to put her acting in context. That's just my the, my my opinion is you have to put the acting in context because of what she's bringing to this film on the on the well, other side of it. That's but. fair.
2: Let me tell you the real LVP The scene of Jerry and Lisa by the bridge at West Bank singing and dancing, uh, uh, like in a, what are they the only two people in the whole city, and then it's just mad awk, mad awk, <laughs> <laughs> like, and it ties into my Shaw at some point, but. But that's that scene of them just singing and dancing, and then they quietly dance, and then they walk off awkwardly. It's all just very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable.
0: So that's that. That scene is the oh, whole thing. Is you can the wrap LV the, It seems like you can wrap that whole rendezvous spot into your LV. That you uh, like it's terrible. It. You oh, it's like... terrible. You just hated anything
2: on the river. Yeah, it was all. It was bad. They I walked down be... the stairs. You know what? See, they I lowered like themselves.
0: Get it? It's a metaphor. <laughs> they walked down the stairs. I kind of viewed that whole river sequence, like that whole scene, as just a, just a a symbol of them having sex somewhere because they couldn't show anything right. sexual. Because of the haze codes, right, and the censorship, Especially fifty-one, and yeah, I think it was like the river was just kind of symbolism for them, you know, because they were always finding alone an apartment, man, and yeah. so But yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> what really? Yeah, that's what I that's what I took it as because right. can't because they have to you have to have show an affair, but you can't show an affair, so how do right. you do it's it? So very and weird. And that's what so one of the things you show it through like a choreographed ballet. Well, or no, anything? I I can't defend the, the <laughs> tap dancing I can't. The, the, yeah, I'm with you there. But <laughs> thank you. One of the reasons why they said Lerner won this screenplay was is the amount of... Inappropriate stuff he got past the sensors. Yeah, he had to tap dance yeah. around Literally, the sensors. Yeah. So oh, I guess what God. he did. Oh, God,
1: Jesus. <laughs> he did
2: it. He Woo! Did it. You, you know what? I thought I had the tie-in award yeah. with the hanging reference, but
0: you, you got it there. But yeah, but those all the haze Codes and everything doing and to show like a literally people just having affairs and have like the people having the affairs and tricking the others win in the end, that was a no no back then. You could not have the bad guys win. The fact that it was a happy ending was really unbelievable. Like and the people who were getting fleeced were not part of the happy ending. Like that's that's so against what so for him to make that work is kind of what they say won him that award. Which makes some sense there, but and that's why I just kind of wonder is he just his river was kind of was like wah, chicka, wah, wah. Makes me, it makes
2: me wonder about his marriage. The river he wrote was it the 12 zone. hours right before the night he got married. Like, what's going on in his personal life? So he bra- has all this in his head that he could put together this love <sighs> qu- quadrangle or whatever yeah, the fuck
0: it is. Too, I mean, my what I think love was- square. What, what I think happened is, is that they didn't tell him about the ballet at the end. And he's like, God, oh, this movie stinks. I'm just to whip this shit together. <laughs> he's <laughs> an idiot with two uh, like, on the piano, and he's okay, like, well, let's go. They came up with the ballet after the <laughs> screenplay was written. Yeah, he's like, Oh,
2: this won't get past them. Oh, this won't get past them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, he's God. like, Oh, the river is the bone zone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is an easy paycheck for me. <laughs> he's like, We're going
2: to call it West Boink. Oh, he's like, We're going to call it West Boink. They're like, No, we can't call it
0: West Boink. We're
2: going with West Park. Honeymoon. We're going on a
0: honeymoon for no, a month. It's got to be West Point. <laughs> yeah, and Joey, I'm sorry to battle you on that there, but I just felt <laughs> no, it coming I, the whole episode. I I was felt like I was fighting Jonas you on it the were, whole time. I saw it coming. And LCP for me is the younger Gershwin brother. Who okay, force fed these songs into the into the movie. The songs stink. Fully to let's the be, detriment. Let's be completely yeah. honest here. These songs they stink. stink. They stink. They have nothing to do. It's a musical with, with bad songs. On. Like yeah. you said, there were movies written in the twenties. Right. There were probably before the twenties. A lot of them. There were two world wars in between right. when these songs were written, and then this movie came out. And just and that, that context those, relevant. those forty years of life, the world changed twice. So Ira Gershom with my LVP uh, participation award. Joey, would you toss the old uh, the old? complimentary trophy too i did oscar levant as adam cook really fun character
3: uh great piano player and um i think he was he, he was both a really good musician with a cool scene but he was also comedy re- comic relief at times um which i think really helped so we ended up having a much more of a conversation about him than i expected
0: to but um i
3: wanted to make sure he got yeah some
0: and the orchestra scene kind That's of really fits into this one yeah i
3: love that scene so much
0: yeah, very, very cool. Mine is uh, is your LVP, Leslie Karen, in this. Uh, I thought that she was put into an, an unusual situation that you normally see in these movies. If we just go the ones that... I mean, there's been a few film debuts in them, but this is one where she's kind of the center of a lot of this movie, and I just thought her her ballet sequences were... Just next level and at the age of 19 to come in and, and do that. I the just ballet thought, was yeah, next not... level, but... But, things... she, but she built the career afterwards. If she, right. if, if she had, like, a couple of other <laughs> credits and was gone, but she went on to become yeah. a big-time actress, an Oscar nominee... We're, I'm only her. talking about this movie. Yeah? I'm not talking... When I do this, I don't talk about full careers. You're right. But what I'm saying is like the seeds of a better actress were here within this movie in her performance as a dancer where she she was able to shine already, like you said before, like a minor leaguer being called up True. too soon. They you'll were able see, to you'll contribute.
2: see glimpses of what there is. And
0: and they're contributing. They're right. they're not they're not the player that you expect them to be. They're they're hurting you in a lot of areas, but they're contributing to a winning effort and making the postseason roster because of it. And you know, and you won the you won the prize. So that's that's front with it. Participation word already.
2: The art dealer woman that he's dating, I don't know her Milo. name. Yeah, My, Mylo, Milo. Name, yeah, Milo. Milo. Great actress. Yeah, she, she's awesome. She, and I actually had her above her uh, Lisa, but if you didn't say L- Lisa, whatever. If you didn't yep. say Lisa, I would have say Lisa. But uh, she's awesome. Yeah, she's, she's a great. Really good actress.
0: You articulated that well throughout, and I, I agree with that. And and I thought I just yeah I liked both the women in this. I thought I thought they I were, thought Milo was so much better. Yeah. Uh, well, just well, definitely sure. a more seasoned actress, yeah, for sure. Just more interesting. Now, <laughs> she rivaled Gene Kelly acting wise. She was great. We're going to talk about Leslie Karen again in Gigi, where she's the, the and main. It's same that. screenplay writer. Yeah, same screenplay writer, same director. So we're going to talk about her again. And, and Leslie Karen actually spoke in my hometown, our hometown, already probably about, about ten years ago at the Civil really? Arts Center. Oh wow! Here, yeah, I was I saw it, and I kind of wanted to go and check it out. So I think I had just seen An American oh, cool. in Paris, or Gigi, I don't remember which one. Yeah, so it was kind of cool. And she's still live today, live and kicking. I think she's approaching her 90s. She's like 89, 889, she's getting up there.
2: Oh, well, she's kicking.
0: Live and tapping. <laughs> Scene of the movie, Joey. I, wait, real quick,
2: just a thought. If Gene Kelly is walking on the sidewalk in tap shoes, then you would literally hear, every step he took. But scene of the movie, Joe. Not gonna suspend the musical disbelief here. Yeah.
3: Again, yes, Artie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh man. Scene of the movie, Joe.
3: Uh So I went to ballet. I, I just thought it was okay.
0: Yep. Fantastic. It was between that and the orchestra or the um. Yes. Yeah, so the I mean, introduction the, to the only Lisa. answer yeah. is right. the ballet, unless you could go to the orchestra. If we if we separate the ballet. I'm right. probably did, going with the orchestra. Can I go with the
3: orchestra or the introduction to um Lisa? Well, yeah. You, you well, want to well. cover
2: all the good scenes before we get to <laughs> before we get that to the up, But there's three answers.
0: Show yeah, us. well, I want to say mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, but we got three people <laughs> here. Three people. <laughs> well you said separate from the ballet. Right. All right, scene of the movie. Lisa's inter- Lisa, Lisa's introduction sequence, I wanted to get to. <laughs> That, I mean, if you take all the music scenes out of it and just the dialogue scenes, that totally is the best scene.
2: It's the best scene in the movie. It's unbelievable. It's just great, great cinematography, color, music, choreography for her dance moves, for the character, for the personality trait that they're describing in that scene Great introduction to any character in any movie. Great yeah. job. Yeah. It introduced yeah. a
3: very complex character that could not be portrayed yeah. by the actress. The, the
2: acting could not do it any justice, so they needed to do it with colorful. But it was scenes. awesome. It I was agree. awesome.
0: Limited talking, dialogue-driven scenes in this. You have the the nightclub where he's trying to, he's just trying to pick up Leslie Karen. You have the perfume store. You have the the bridge. And they're and the in, in love. Yeah. So, the, so <laughs> yeah. but yeah, uh, to me, a movie like this. There's a scene that got it, the Oscar. I don't know how many movies we're gonna talk about can say that. Right. This is one of them. It's the ballet it's sequence, ballet. and if we're gonna cut that out, it's probably the orchestra, so i right. am with you with that, Joy. Song of the movie, and I'm gonna let you think on this one, it's our musical, it's our BPC musical question that we do independent to musicals. I Got Rhythm. It was my favorite yeah, I got rhythm. song. Also, I Got Rhythm for me, too. Yeah. That was, uh, I, I thought that was, it was fun. the most creative. I love one we didn't mention is one of the big, I guess, the the end of the course is, who could ask, who could ask for anything more? Yeah. And I just thought it was kind of cool. They build a little encore into the song. The kids are just like, more! <laughs> I just like, I like when they it. Played yeah. the. they played on, the, it was on fun. that word phrase a little bit, but... Already song in the movie. I know that you have a, a like probably like a six-way, seven-way tiger. Right? <laughs> of the 11 songs, which what, is regular. Whatever
2: it was that rolled during the ending credits, that's my song of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> the end of the American Paris Force. Yeah, whatever,
0: whatever it was. Fair enough. <laughs> Time machine recast, gentlemen. Take anyone. Any point of their careers, put them in the DeLorean, zip them back to 1951, send them off to fake Paris at MGM Studios, put them in this film. Artie wants to go first. Artie, what do you got?
2: All right, so I'm going to make this movie a lot better. Oh, boy. <laughs> We're going to recast Lisa with Natalie Portman from Black Swan era. Interesting. So someone who could actually act. And like it. Who can dance. She can dance, yep. You know? Has ballet movie experience. I think, I, think, a- I think that would improve the movie. And,
3: and could be the complex character that Henri
2: describes in the beginning. And she could be the uh great you know, dancer as well.
3: Right. And she could right. add
2: to the add a little, you know, sexuality to the character who's yes. being loved by two men. You you being banged down by the river. You're not just yeah, you're getting banged at West Boink
0: <laughs> I mean, 1951 would probably be stunned By the acting skills of Natalie oh, <laughs> the, oh,
2: she would, Wait, Julie Andrews wouldn't even be a thing gotta, <laughs> They'd be like, oh, Julie Andrews who? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah But no, that's my recast
3: Time Machine recast, Joe, what do you got? Um, so I, I always cast my LVP, which in the Home have Alone episode We Leslie
0: Karen recasts here yeah. Makes some sense, as they kind of forced the casting here With her to begin with Right, you know? so,
3: um, you know, the LVP Recast got me in a little bit of trouble on following my own rules on the home home alone episode. Oh, yeah, it was a tough one. But whatever, I stick to the rules when I make them. That's fine, no matter how arbitrary no, they are I'm, towards me. I'm
0: okay with you recasting. Right. LVP was the least valuable player, just in what that word said. What oh, what I'm, that term says. I just don't. It's a tough. It's a. It's I got you. Yeah. I got you. But
3: I'm gonna go. So I, I I figured stay French, to Gene Kelly's wishes, and I went um, Melanie Laurent. Well. Glorious Bastards, yeah, great.
0: Um, I think as she's who? awesome as Lisa. Got to get her some ballet shoes and hope she can dance a little bit. But yeah, again, that's... I'm really focused on the okay, acting. That's a good one. Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah. Great act two we, off the top of your heads, do you know how old she was in *Glorious Bastards*? I do not. At put... The, I mean, she was supposed when she,
3: you know, in the beginning they say she was about 18, 19. I don't know how old so, she was. But she's playing. She's, she's playing
0: the same age. Yeah. You know, so yeah. so, so. I, I
3: would. I think she's a little bit older because. Like, a year or two later, she's in the Now You See Me movie, and she's, you know, a high-level, like, intelligence person. So,
0: you know, she's probably mid-20s in real life at that point. I have recast our boy Henri. I need a better lip-syncer. I can't have it. Henri is out. I have a better lip-syncer. So I have an Oscar Award winner who has lip-synced on screen, or at least has lipped on screen, Okay. and is also French. Mm No. So he fits all the, all the molds. So he can get the authentic French. He can effectively lip his lyrics on screen. And I went with the star of the artist, Jean Desjardins, as the Henri role. Jean de Jordan. <laughs> John I like de how Jordan. you really put like a Texas accent on <laughs> that. Is that John de Jordan or is that Birdman? Had it. Had it. Had it. <laughs> is that great? <laughs> yeah, so I think uh, Jean Desjardins would uh, fit right into there. <laughs> well, little, what was that? What uh, were those Desjardins? letters? Georges?
1: would do fit right in there, do dish? the,
0: the lip syncing. It's got to be right about about the right age for the role. Yeah, well, I think it's a good fit. Nice. So Artie is going to chime in on our Robert Shaw segment here, where we insert Robert Shaw into the movie. We haven't done it in our past few episodes, but we always love a good callback. Yeah. So callbacks callback um, from the Roadhouse days. Stick, stick old Robert
2: Shaw in this movie. What's he doing? So Gene Kelly's singing by the river to Lisa. Uh, there's a homeless guy nearby who goes, "Will you shut up?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's John <George> Shaw. <laughs> Robert Shaw. And I think that we found wherever there's a waterway or a yeah. bar, you yep. can put Robert Shaw in the yep. movie. As nearby. long as you have one of the That's two. where we found. Doesn't him. need a home. That's it. He just needs water or a bar and he's yeah. good. It's no, that's it. So Nexus is where we kind of do our one to fives and we Figure out where this movie fits using the BPC calculator one to five on how the movie's performed, how the movie's shot, and the story and themes involved would be the third category. Before we do that, we've added a new segment where we give movie recommendations. Say, if you liked this movie, if you enjoyed American in Paris, or you enjoyed some elements of it, here's a movie that we recommend that you check out next or watch alongside it or, or move on to next. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the same theme thing. For instance, like, you know, we, we were talking about this today. Like, I don't have a musical. Mine's not a musical. Joey's, yours is a nope. musical? Artie's yours is a musical? No. So, okay, so none of our recommendations are musicals. So we're not necessarily saying the movie that we're recommending here is going to be just like American Paris. It's just going to be tied in this. We'll explain way. So a who, little bit why we got yeah, there, right? Yeah. For sure. So who, who would like to go first? I'll go first. So I usually try to
3: connect kind of themes or different things. But as we said, there weren't um, a ton of themes. So I looked at um, love triangles. So then I thought about kind of what makes this different. And, um, you know, like, Henry and Jerry weren't friends. They, they, they appeared to be. But really, they met right before this. So then I thought about people who seemingly were friends but weren't really in a love triangle. So I went with Fight Club. <laughs> okay. You know, t- Tyler Durden, the narrator, seemed friends. Not really friends. Both right. going after Marla. So that's my love triangle. So I highly recommend everybody
0: watch Fight Club if somehow you have not seen it yet. It's nothing like a an American in Paris and Fight Club double feature. There you go. it, there's nothing but uh, fun. Fight Club's a is I wouldn't call it a colorful movie, but it is it's it's It's, it's, it's got a hue to it. Right, like it, it it has a visual Yeah, there's definitely a visual a visual it. style right. to it, yeah, for sure. So I I like that you know and and you might you might need to just toughen things up a bit and you know <laughs> right <laughs> with American Apparel stuff
2: yeah so I don't know uh, how my brain came to this one but it did I went the same route as Joey if you're into like weird love triangles where they're friends but it's a weird relationship
0: well, we both went the love <clears> triangle <throat> route here okay.
2: Yeah, and and like there's a little music, there's some piano playing. You might like The Talented Mr. Ripley. A couple of friends that That's one I have not seen. You got Matt Damon, you got Gwyneth Paltrow, and oh, Jude, Jude Law. Jude Law. Yeah, Jude
0: Law. Jude Law nominated for an Oscar. In
2: that and season. and and it's a really really good movie. First of all, but um the little piano playing, a little musicality to it. So you might like that if you like An American in Paris, but. Just a weird two guys who are friends who both like the same girl. I'm not going to get into too much of it to spoil it, but the relationship is weird. Uh, it gets skeevy, kind of like Gene Kelly staring at the girl in the in the nightclub. Skeevy. I like it. It's a it's a good it's a good recommendation if you if you like you know skeevy love triangles, you'll love a talented Mister Ripley.
0: Wow, great! That's one that has just eluded me. I've not ever... I always get that confused with Meet Joe Black for some reason. I think they came around at the same time. Is Matt Damon in both of those? Uh, no. The other one is Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. Before I give my recommendation, I want to say is that we've... In a few of our specialty episodes here that you can go back and check out Roadhouse and Halloween Among Two, we did a lot of praise of the cinematographer Dean Cundy.
3: Yes. Oh my
0: God. And Grant's favorite. And I did, just for the sake of Grant Z here, I did want to do a Cundey connection oh, to an American wow. in Paris. So. Okay. Screenwriter Mister Lerner that we talked about before, as we said, has done a lot of songs that strung on well after his death. And one movie that used one of the songs was Flubber, starring Robin Williams, and that was photographed by the great cinematographer Dean Cundy. So there you go. And that's, All right. I think that's like probably three episodes in a row we brought up Flubber. Yeah. But Are you recommending you Flubber? I am not. No. My recommendation. <laughs> You're say that movie's not very good. <laughs> My recommendation, and I I looked at this visual depictions of Paris, and this is a movie that was not filmed in Paris, but they did an admirable job, depending on your opinion, putting the set together to, to, to look like Paris in the 1950s. So I picked a more modern movie that pretty much did the same thing, but did so in a 3D visual form. All right, and it's a movie that we brought up in our very first episode, the Depart episode. At that time, I had not seen it. And I think I was like, wasn't that an animated movie? It, was not, it wasn't animated. It was done in 3D visual. It was Marty Scorsese's first attempt at doing a movie in, in 3D. And that movie's Hugo. So Hugo is a movie that takes place in France, starring Ben Kingsley, Sasha Baron Cohen's in there, Jude Law. We both picked Jude Law movies. Wow, what are the fucking chances? <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, about an orphan living in Paris. And he's trying to hide from the adoption agencies, living in the, in the giant clock and repairing the clock in, in town. And ultimately, uh, he meets up with, with uh, an old filmmaker, and they do references to the original silent films in the 1900s. That's cool. And yeah, it's, it's, a, it's not a great movie. It was nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's I've never seen not it. a movie I would like definitely like run up to people in the street and say, You gotta see Hugo! But it's a, good, it's a nice, enjoyable watch. It's a family movie. I
2: would hope you don't do that with yeah, any Do you movie. do that?
0: that <laughs> I just did it with American in Paris today. You know? uh-huh. uh, no, it, it's a family movie, so you know, a, a PG affair, so if you're, okay. if you're watching it with, kid, with your kids or whatever. But it, it works, and it's interesting if you compare how they visually put Paris together with practical sets. Versus how they did it in a 3D format. And I That's believe a cool connection. Yeah, and I believe Hugo was filmed in England, too. So oh. I think maybe parts of it were in France, but largely it was filmed in England. All right, so let's recap these three recommendations. What is it? Yeah, so Joey, you had... Fight Club. Fight Club. Are Cap- the talented Mr. Ripley. And I had Martin Scorsese's Hugo. We really covered across the board. Great recommendations. We did. Great nice. recommendations. Very nice. So now this is the part of the podcast where we kind of figure out where this movie stands amongst the other Best Picture winners. So this is our one to five scale. One being the worst, five being the best. One is this is no business being spoken about in best picture conversation whatsoever. Five is slam dunk best picture quality. Okay, we go three segments. Performances is one. How it's shot, how it's presented is two. Three is how it's told. The theme is the story. Okay. So, performances, on-screen performances here that encompasses everything, the singing, the dancing, the acting, all of that together. Joey, one to five.
3: Uh, I'm going to go three. Really, because of the three, the introduction scene, the orchestra scene, the ballet scene, and I think um, Gene Kelly and Milo, I'm going to give it a three.
2: I'll give it a three as well. Right, he's going three, too. I, I could appreciate it. I, I yep. don't, you know, just because I don't like it doesn't mean I don't appreciate it. I know it's good. It, the choreography's awesome. The last scene is fucking amazing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, so this is like a tricky one for me because if we were going, like, if performances meant acting, it's a one. I, that's why the dancing... I, yeah, I, I would have said Every, a one
2: until you yeah. just said right. count it's all dancing encompassing and singing.
3: Okay. I, was and it, gi- it, I was giving a one until you said the yeah, whole it's, thing. Same.
0: It's, like it's like a 22% or lower on Rotten Tomatoes acting once. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, let's be completely it's terrible, yeah. But all-encompassing, I'm kind of willing to push it up to a four. Okay. Because, the, because and this is why I'm going that route, is because dancing is not something that I'm into watching at all. It really, I can't even name another movie where any the dancing really even impressed me, you know, if we're just grouping this with sure. Singing in the Rain. I think that there were moments in this that made me care about it as an art form and made me appreciate that there was an Oscar Best Picture winner that won based on that alone. I think if we're talking performances the dancing, that ballet aspect, the tap, whether you like it or not, it's easy, we can kinda of goof on it a little bit. But I think that it that that being represented in this one to ninety two list, I think is important. So I'm gonna go four. I'm not going five. I'm going right. four and that's fair. The, the acting holds that back from me. Agreed. Yeah. The,
2: the acting's so bad that's why I give it a three. But now what gives it what gets a three if not if not this movie? Like how do you ever rate anything a three if not if you're counting acting with the dancing and singing, the acting
0: should bring it down. It low brought it enough. down from a five. So, so, I, so, so, this is what I'm saying. It's like without the acting, the dancing is a, is a five because it's it stands out amongst the other ninety two. It's it's the best example of dancing in a movie amongst the ninety two movies that we have. To well, sky. you've seen them all.
2: You know that better than I, both of us.
0: But even in in any movie that you've seen, just what dancing on screen, what movie has stood out to you as something that you could show someone as an example of it. Bring it on. <laughs> you got served.
2: <laughs> Step up oh. to the streets. <laughs> right. Dirty dancing, I'd say. How the movie's shot? Um, I'm going to give this a 4.
0: Okay?
3: Because I I think this is really great and I think, you know, winning the Oscar for this is well deserved. It's a 5 for
2: me. Wow. It's perfectly shot. The camera movement is awesome. Uh the framing's awesome. The 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 little details in his in his apartment that's in the movie, for geez, not enough time. a minute and a half, is so uh, you know it's so detail oriented. It it looks great, and you, you you notice that even with the shitty sa- the stage sets, he does a great job framing, and uh, he just does a great job. Both of them do a great job of cinematography. They won for it because they deserved it. it they yeah. they did a great job.
0: That last twenty minutes and that opening intro fantastic. of Lisa is, is
2: great. Is, yeah. Yep, great. phenomenal, like, fantastic. You could teach a class on that as a cinematography class.
0: I'm gonna give it a four. I, I was tempted to give it a three because I wanted to kind of what I gave into the performances, I kind of wanted to take away and it's okay. shot a little bit. But you really, it isn't, there's no. It's really well no shot. There's still rough camera work, and there's really no, well shot. Really is, well shot. Yeah, so I'm going
2: to go for it. The perfume shop scene uh, is just a great example of, of what they want to do. It's a still shot. It moves in a little, it moves back a little. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a really, really well done scene.
1: It's yeah, never and, intrusive. And, and, never. And, is, it's,
2: and it's so. And there's so many details and right. there's so much to look at. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: a really good scene. And this is where I'll give a little shout out to the set designer and and putting that together and and then and then taking a step down and putting it together for that ballet at the end. They really, they really visually gave you something here. Absolutely. This, so
2: the, the only thing they don't put the effort into is like the story and yeah. right. That's which really leaves, it.
0: Which leads us start to our next one: story and how it's told, how it's presented. Joe one. Plot's terrible. Yeah, one. And it's a one for me. Yeah. This is a one across the board. So if you think about that, that first of all, the fact that the only five came from Artie. is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, but, I'm a cinematography yeah, guy. Right. I noticed it. Go. I know and, what I'm yeah, looking for. It's good. Screen. So in a, in a scale of 1 to 92, Joe, are you getting up there now? This is episode 21 for us. So you've seen, what, 18 of these movies now? Yeah,
2: 18. 18, yeah, we're getting there. I think I'm at 17.
0: So we're getting, we're, you're, you're both climbing. So where do you see this fitting in the grand scheme of things?
3: I mean, uh, definitely probably the bottom quarter. I haven't I mean, seen everything, I mean, but it's near the bottom. It's not the bottom of the 18 I've seen, but it's definitely at the bottom yeah, end.
0: Bottom quarter. bottom. Yeah, so it's bottom percent. quarter
2: of the 18, so I'm going to say bottom quarter of the whole thing. My bottom two are Broadway Melody and Crash, and this is right above Crash. <sighs> okay, so yes, it's bottom two
0: for you right now. There's nothing to yeah. appreciate about Crash. There's stuff to appreciate about this. Yeah, and... and... This is interesting to me too. Is is though you haven't seen a lot of them, how many movies do you envision? So you said you've seen about 18, 17?
2: 17 of the twenty-one that we've seen.
0: And then but I've seen so, a ton so there's of another the... seventy to go. How many do you anticipate being below an American in Paris?
2: Five to ten. Well, wow. okay, at most,
0: at most. Yeah, I'll probably go a little bit higher
3: because of my love of Gene Kelly. But like this, ultimately, if I was. You know, kind
2: of what I know looking at,
3: and what I could kind of gauge looking at the list. If this is higher than
0: like number seventy, I think I'd probably be surprised.
2: Yeah, there's elements. I've seen a bunch, so I know a bunch are better. You know,
0: there's elements of this that I think I'm gonna be able to defend over some other ones. Okay, where that are just kind of there's just nothing to them and they're not very good to begin with. Those are the ones I I haven't seen too though. So I could come up with twenty movies on the list that are worse. Okay pretty easily. See, uh, you know yeah. more about it. But again, this, but... I don't but uh, but I'm not that have but You've I have, never, ones, but right? I have right. never ranked, but I have never right. ranked them. And there's some I've seen once 10 years ago. Like right. so I'm thinking 60s. It's going to be somewhere okay. in that 60s range. It 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 could drop to 70s. I don't think it'll be in the 80s. I really don't. Yeah. I'm interested to follow I, Artie where you'll... Like, how many of these so drop like, behind it? So,
2: like, gotta figure, like,
0: every every musical's gonna be down there. There's at least three or four musicals that you will think are worse than this. Well,
2: they're all... That's what I'm... So, I yeah. figured yeah. there'd be
0: more musicals
2: that are all gonna be down there. Because
0: there's stuff to and appreciate then, in this that I think is... The ballet pushes this up. Okay, so, as we always say in the intro, this is not a Who Should Have Won podcast. But we do like to go over the other Best Picture nominees... And this is a year, this is a pretty stacked year, to be honest. There's a lot of movies here that, looking back, are very notable. And there were two here that easily could have won, and we're going to talk about them first and last year when we go through this. But we'll start with A Streetcar Named Desire. Yes. Yeah, so I think, like, A Streetcar Named Desire is probably the movie out of these nominees that survived the test of time well, the, the Simpsons did it. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it's a, it's it's taught in English classes. Right. Very relevant today, so. And, and then obviously has the, the lies. Stella!
1: <laughs> Stella!
0: Just, I just think of Flanders doing it, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> right, and we have so the synopsis here. Disturbed Blanche Dubois moves. In, by the way, I've been very good with the French names today. Can we give you some credit? Yeah, for that? you know what? This is your best a, showing by yeah, and, far. And fr- French language has give me hard time for as far as BBC.
3: I'll be completely honest. Coming into a movie based in Paris, I was like, you know (laughs) what? What do you you have?
2: You got some easy ones. I have had a very hard time. No, no, no. no. Tonight, Blanche Dubois and Lisa Bouvier. Like, Lisa Bouvier is a he easily could have said and
0: Bouvier from.
2: The he Simpsons,
0: Bouvier. He, we, and he Simpsons. easily could have said Du Bois. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a good track record. Disturbed yeah. Blanche Dubois moves in with her sister in New Orleans and is tormented uh, by her brutish brother in law while her reality crumbles around her. So I watched this one this week. Artie, this is one you've seen before. Uh, well, I think we saw it together. Yeah, in back in the school, in high school. class. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, we did this one we had Mr. Dillon shout out to Mr. Dillon Mr. Dillon I
1: don't
0: was, think he ever showed me a bad movie no no he was good. He was great but the, the problem with Mr. Dylan, though, I'll have to put him on blast here but it was always just kind of a lot more focused on the first act of all these books <laughs> and then we just rushed it was like oh read the rest at home but like we'd spend hours on the so like I'm watching I rewatched this movie this week and the first act I was like wow I remember this like like yesterday. I don't think he ever showed us the end. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I honestly, Marlon Brando was incredible in it. Like he he crushed it. It won three of the four acting awards. So oh wow! Did it won best, really? best actress? It won it? best actress. Yeah, she was great in it. Best supporting actress, best supporting actor. The only one it didn't win for was Marlon Brando. Wow! Who won best actor? Uh the uh, Humphrey Bogart in oh. African Queen, which I wasn't okay. able to watch this week. I wanted to check. It does look like a fun movie though.
3: It looked interesting. Yeah, looked I'm interesting. definitely gonna check that out. I've added it to my list.
0: Okay, but it's Humphrey Bogart. It's so. just funny to look back and say, so like, all I remember or, or the notable thing I knew about that movie coming in was Marlon Brando, and he's the only one that didn't win. That's crazy. You know? Yeah, it's it's a good one. It's a classic AFI top 100 yeah. deal. Joe, what do you have next for us? So next we have
3: a uh, Decision Before Dawn. Um, so as the U.S. Army approaches Nazi Germany, they recruit German prisoners to be to spy behind enemy lines. So you know, interesting. Directed by Antonella Litvak, good war movie. Right after the war, definitely. I'm sure it got a lot of attention. Um, Sounds good. Yeah, definitely cool. Cool idea. Yeah, I don't
0: know anything about that. That's just that's uh... it's something though that like you know, looking at it, I would definitely check that out. This next one was nominated for eight Oscars, won none of them. <laughs> Quo Vadis? No, I might have butchered myself. No, I think that sounds legit. Well, buddies, that's exactly right. Yeah, we got. I think we got the, the a... yes might be a little hard. Fierce Roman commander Marcus Vin, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus Vinicius oh. becomes infatuated with beautiful Christian hostage Lysia and begins questioning the tyrannical leadership of the despot Emperor Nero. So it's a Roman. Listen, Nero's involved. It's probably a little debaucherous.
3: Probably a little chaotic. I think it's. Yeah, he was a
2: he was a bad
0: dude. Wow, that's yeah. so. So you're you're in on this one?
3: Yeah, when I was looking um, the other day at this, I was actually I, I went and looked to see if it was streaming anywhere so I could check it out. But it sounds it wasn't
2: there. It sounds cool, but that picture Kieran has on his phone of that guy's face just was really turning me off.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I gotta be honest. This doesn't do a whole lot for me. <laughs> Looks a little old, uh, old Rome. I, you yeah, know, if if. If we don't have Russell Crowe running around, <laughs> right. I'm not too interested in it, but... Exactly. Spaniard? And next one, and this is one I do want to talk about a little bit here, because I watched this... This episode was snowed out earlier in the week. It we was snowed out, we couldn't do it, we had a big blizzard up here. I was only able to watch Streetcar Named Desire. Because it was snowed out and pushed back a couple of days... I was able to watch this next one coming up, and I have a little bit to say about it. So go go ahead, Joe. All
3: right, so we have A a Place in the Sun. A poor boy gets a job working for his rich uncle and and ends up falling in love with two women. Another love triangle. And we have Elizabeth Taylor and Shelley Winters.
0: Yes. So that is about as much as I knew going into it. Okay. In fact, I probably knew a little less than that. I knew it was a romance. I knew there was a little bit of, you know... Triangle, triangular love going on. So the first half hour of this movie it was streaming on CBS uh, All Access. So I got, I got the free watch, so it was easy to, to to get it done. The first half hour of this movie, again, I knew nothing about it going in. I was clawing my eyes out watching this. Like, I, oh wow. I, why am I doing this to myself? Like, who cares? You know, I don't think the other guys are going to watch this anyway. So what's the point? You know, I know it is like it's a highly touted movie. It won Best Director. It was probably the runner-up this year. If you look, all things good, won six Oscars. Right. American Paris won six Oscars, so it's right there. It's just a poor guy, and he's getting a job, and then he's like talking to this one girl, and he's talking to this other girl, and it's just this typical 50s romance. Was it boring? Oh, it was. It
3: lacked engagement. I see what I did there. I see what you did there.
0: <laughs> I was clawing my eyes out of if that. If the, <laughs> that's that's a mean. better way to say boring. I said it was torture. It's a better way to say that's well, itself. that was great. I didn't say weird. That was great. Yeah. Torture was great.
2: Clawing my eyes out,
0: very saw and jigsaw. Yeah, and or then like Kevin McAllister, and then the movie just like took a dark turn. Oh. out of nowhere, and it was just like whoa, rewind because I was just <laughs> checking my, my my phone. You know, I, but, It took a dark turn and it got weird, and I'm like, oh, this is a little interesting. And then it took a darker turn, and I'm like, whoa, whoa hold <laughs> on a second here. And then it was just fucking extremely interesting. Oh. Like, so, and, and I've been thinking about it since I've watched it. Ooh, at, at what movie is it, It's A Place in the Sun. At what point okay. did the turn happen? mid about, no, like about. It's a two-hour movie, yeah. like on the dot. Right, yeah. And about, about 30 to 40 minutes in. It, it, okay. it presented itself as, oh, wait a minute. this is They were setting this up for something very different to happen. Okay. Oh. I highly recommend this movie really? to anyone watching this. Wow. Anyone who, who watched Rebecca and Doug Rebecca, oh, yeah. same type of vibe to it. It's not Hitchcock, so but it, it's got a same type of vibe to it. Supreme acting. Montgomery Cliff is the lead actor. Elizabeth, I don't think I'd ever seen anything with Elizabeth Taylor in it. And I get it. Really? That. She is... She is, like... She's flat-out hot, man. I mean, she's beautiful in this. Like, I had to, like, double-check. I'm like, wait a minute, who's that? And, like, I'm like, oh, shit, Elizabeth Taylor is in this movie, and that's her. Oh, wow. Just added it to my list. Yeah, I highly recommend it. It's... Basically, they took a novel that was strictly about class systems and that was like what they were punching in is like class systems in america and he took that and he really made it more about the romantic angle about it but kept all that stuff in there and the last shot of the movie is like a whoa moment oh wow like so i i highly recommend this one john stevens is the director he won he won for this and he won for i think uh big is the name of it, or the Giant. The Giant is the name of it. It's another movie that won Best Director that didn't win Best Picture. And or Giants. And yeah, so I, I go out and check this one out. I, I love cool. it. I know I know Catherine Short is gonna is good friend <laughs> we read she's gonna she is gonna scream and yell at this because I I read her review on it today and she hated it. But I am looking forward to talking to her about it because I, I think that there's a lot of discussion to have there. A place in the sun. A place in the sun, yeah. Montgomery Cliff is a lead guy. We'll talk about him cool. when we get to from Here to Eternity. Uh, really, really strong actor from that generation. I think he's awesome. I think him and, you know, him and Elizabeth Taylor together is just like an obnoxiously good-looking couple. And then you, and then you have Shelley Winters, uh, who's just... puts on an acting clinic. She's incredible, too. It's, it's very, very good stuff. And it got kind of squashed in the acting nominees with Streetcar and Desire, but one Best Director and, again, five other Oscars, too. So place us on. I, I would check that one out, sure. And uh, I'm looking forward to talking to... To to Catherine Short at me about this and, and I love and, and, it. Yeah, it's great stuff. So, uh, and I don't know when Catherine Short's podcast is coming out. It should be coming out soon. I think she said January sometime. I'll be on one of the first couple episodes. I'm looking forward to that. Or for great. Cinderella. Grant Z is gonna be is gonna be doing one with her. I think he's doing Chasing Amy. I think I don't know if I'm if I'm breaking uh, news with that. I don't know about that, but. Uh, and I think you guys maybe wanna uh, we're getting gonna get involved at some point too. Yeah, I was looking through the movie list. You know, I see some. I see some I might be interested in. I yeah. know Catherine said that she's uh, she'd love to have uh, any of us on. So, oh, cool. So. Ready,
2: ready to participate. Intercontinental podcasting. This love is it. Pretty sick. Re- ready it. to love
3: participate stuff. and talk about some almost great love movies.
2: I global. wasn't expecting
0: to become a global movie
2: expert. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh god, but we'll uh we'll we'll put that information on that when it comes out. So we reached the end of another one, gentlemen. We we reached the end of the year. Twenty twenty wow. is uh is gone on us here. Any closing words for the podcast for the year? Joe, you wanna take us home here? Oh,
3: I, I, I think in terms of the year, I think it's um from episode one to now I think is pretty unbelievable growth in a in a relatively short time for what we're doing. Um I
0: think we're all super proud of what we're doing and it's it's great. It's come a long way, man. I didn't think we'd be here a year ago, podcast-wise, at least. And uh, it's yeah, it's been good. Artie, what, what do you think, man? Closing thoughts on uh, American Paris. Closing thoughts on the year. What do you got for us?
2: Well, American in Paris. If you like musicals, you'll probably really like this movie. If you're like me, you probably won't like it. Closing thoughts on the year. Uh, it's been a great year. I've seen a lot of movies I never would have otherwise seen. Bunch I've liked. Bunch I haven't. The camaraderie amongst the groups really cool. So it's, uh, it's fun learning and becoming. Such an all-star expert.
0: I mean, I think that we can all say that, though. It's like, we're all watching movies that we, no way we would have watched before. And, oh, yeah, you absolutely know, and no. We're getting pushed and stuff, and it's been fun. I mean, yeah. even the ones that aren't good. Right. It's kind of like, wow, I know that I don't like this. Right, same. and we're opening right. Our, right. Our,
3: right. Open ourselves right. up, and then we get to talk about it excessively in the group chat, which...
2: For sure, for sure. And, uh, and appreciating things about movies that you don't... Re- right. Separating the difference between... A, a good, bad movie, and you liking right. not liking a movie. Right. Yeah,
0: Absolutely. Yeah, so, d- guys, that's it. Thank you for the whole year of work. I appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to 2021 with this. And Can't wait. We have one more month before we celebrate our one-year anniversary here at BPC. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a big one year, And, though. Artie, you'll be back for next episode. Amadeus.
2: Rock me, Amadeus. It's
0: going to be good. It's going to be good. So I would love to end this episode with a, a 20-minute ballet dance segment. I'm but ready. I'll just say... <laughs>
2: Oh, Come just to the saying. YouTube
0: channel, folks. Well, i wear been I wear tap shoes everywhere I go, so <laughs> let's go. We'll just say, Gotta dance. Thank you, everyone. We'll catch you next time. Hey, huh? I don't even know what that means. No one knows what it means, but it's
2: provocative. No, it's nice. It Get the people going.
3: <laughs>